are now listening to KMRO-FM, Kamarocho Radio. It is a Yakuza podcast hosted by myself, Argyle, and with me as always is Jordan. Hey everybody, it's Yakuza again. It's Yakuza 2 week again. We're almost done with this game. We have, we have a guest with us this week. Who are you? Hello everyone, welcome, uh, thank you for having me back again. This is Cyrix Z. Um, I guess my biggest camp claim to fame would be uh, writing uh, GameFAQs walkthroughs for most of the Yakuza uh, games in the series. Uh, yeah, haven't, haven't written facts for Ishin and Kinzon yet. Have not, haven't done Dead Souls either. Oh, okay, that is actually surprising since that one's translated. I know, but it's there's actually a pretty good one there right now, so I feel like it's like not one I have to prioritize. Oh, <laughs> uh, okay, okay. Don't don't want to don't want to step on anyone's game. You know, I respect my fellow creators. I don't want to step on them. Yeah. <laughs> Are you planning on writing a guide for Lost Judgment? Of course, absolutely. That's in the that's in the pipeline. Ooh, it's gonna be I'm a so fun time. For Lost Judgment. It's gonna be so good. I'm very excited for that game. Did you also write the guide for the Fist of the North Star game? You probably yeah, did. Yeah, I, I did Fist of the North Star too. That was that was oh, quite man. a trip, actually. Actually, it's kind of uh, interesting now because um, Viz uh, Media has just released uh, the first volume of Fist of the North yeah, Star. You know, yeah, yeah. Actually, my yes. my brother bought that. Like he got he brought that home the other day, and I was uh, it was really yeah, cool to see. I didn't know about it's it. It's never been fully released in the West before, and this is going to be huh. the first time. It's I'm quite excited, actually. Wow, that's really cool. Yeah. That's a that 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 early manga, I've, I've uh, an anime. I've tried. I tried with this of the North Star. I appreciate it. I appreciate uh, how wild it is. But it's just something that is like, it's just like looking at. It's like appreciating an old video game for me. It's not it's a like, lot to oh, it. I appreciate right. this. It's simplistic, God, you know. Yeah, it's... I don't know if this is for me. I I like how he, he Kenshiro punches people and then they like explode. Yeah, that's uh, cool. But I don't but... know. Yeah, that is. That's cool. pretty much every chapter. <laughs> Yeah, it's just like uh, it, it's like he's going to win. He's not going to have a, a scratch on him. It's just a matter of like, how is he going to punch this man? You know, the right. man is very what large. What cool and thing fat. is he going to use? Yeah, the man uh. is very large and fat. So first, he has to like punch his belly to to like hollow it out, so then he can punch straight into his guts. That's how yeah. he's going to do it. You know, I seem to recall the fight with Hart is just he's like, oh, you're Hokuto Shinkan can't hurt me, and uh, Kenshiro is basically like, uh, no, it totally will, and yes, it totally does. <laughs> Oh uh, yeah, it's, something, he he can't hurt them like until that. he can. It, it's like a, it's like you know JoJo uh, Part Three, where or or even Part One, right? Part One of JoJo is just like, oh, Jonathan can kill any any vampire in one punch because that's how Hamon works. But the question is how he's going to connect the punch exactly. Um, and so you got to get through their defenses, uh, which makes sense because that that one is you know very much inspired by Fist of the North Star. Uh, but we're not talking about Fist of the North yeah. Star today, except for not the fact yet. that we, yeah. we literally right now currently are at this very moment. We'll uh, talk we more about it ta- in the future. It connects. It's we're fine. Taking, we're taking two weeks off of our story coverage of uh, of Yakuza 2. Uh, I, I keep thinking back on how funny last week's chapter is in terms of like how little happened <laughs> up until the grand finale, which will come in two weeks from, from this episode's release. Of just like, oh, we're just going to leave that hanging. It's fine. Nothing happened last episode. No, yeah, <laughs> but we got to draw week, this bullshit out some more. There's, we're talking this week about uh, two of the offerings that Sega and RGG have uh, placed into specifically into Yakuza uh, 
uh, Kiwami 2. So this is not in the original game. And since I'm the PS2 uh, follower, I did not have access to this side content. God, imagine if it, it was, did though. Not imagine exist. if it was in the original game, like Majima Construction was. It'd be like the fucking Fort Condor game from Final Fantasy oh VII. God. Oh, very much. Yep, absolutely. The, that minigame was completely baffling to me. I had no clue what I was doing when I when I tried that one. I hear Fort Condor's uh, an Integrade. Yeah, no, yeah, it's, it? it's in the Yuffie chapter. It's actually pretty pretty fun. Yeah, I watched yeah, my brother really, do it. That is cool. I'm, ex- I'm really excited for, for more remake. Uh, cu- curious to see what they do with that game. Anyways, we're doing uh, Cabaret <laughs> Club, and then we're also doing Majima Construction. Uh, off the bat, we will probably not be doing like a full recap summary of every single thing because it's very you know how it is trust me guys it's not worth it it's it's it's, (laughs) i'm gonna recap every fucking tower defense section (laughs) beat by beat the the (laughs) the stories themselves it's it's very simplistic it's oh my god uh evil either construction company or cabaret club is uh trying to take down our construction company or cabaret club they send their guys who are either uh really good hostesses or professional wrestlers yep (laughs) kiryu has to defeat them both uh and then at the end uh, and also majima is there in both of them Uh, which is is which is a surprise i I did not know that majima showed up in both of them until that that is i think the best that's the best thing about um cabaret club oh yes for me that's what makes the whole thing kind of worth it is like i don't know about you both but when i played uh zero i was like hey it kind of sucks that like majima had all these people in in uh in sotambori that he you know was helping out and uh the cabaret people and uh the the cabaret grand people and then he just disappeared and they never mentioned it again so the fact that we get to meet up with yuki uh with yuki yuki yeah majima and yuki Yuki, uh, and then Majima finally gets to come back and uh, and be like, "Hey, it's me. I'm back. Sorry, I had to leave. It's been 20 years, but I'm back." Yeah, it's been 20 I, years. I I, I kind of had a lot going on back then, and you know, <laughs> there was this blind lady. <laughs> there was this. Uh, there was. I'm now currently in the middle of something like a 30 year long role play of a man named Nishi- Nishitani. I'll keep that going for a couple, like another decade, and then I'll drop the act. Um, so that's fun. Okay. Uh, and I like Kiryu wearing his fancy uh, tuxedo. I like that. Too. Oh yeah. That, that fits very well on him. He looks, he good looks in great. Tux. He, he, we, we get, you know, we get occasional costume changes for Kiryu. Uh, his, uh, his laid back, uh, look in Onomichi in the Yakuza 6, obviously his Hawaiian shirt that we'll be talking a lot about next game. Uh, tuxedo when he, he doesn't go formal that often. He wears a he wears a black suit a couple times in yeah. the series. Yeah, if he and goes to like a funeral, funeral mostly. Yeah, funeral funeral suit, and then uh, black tux for Cabaret Club, which I think is a fun change of costume for Kiryu. Do we want to talk about Cabaret Club first, or do we want to do Majima Construction? Let's do Majima Construction first because it sucks and it's not. I can do nothing. Yes. It, there's less to that. Uh, <laughs> I mean, the funny thing about Majima Construction, the funny thing about Clan Creator is that I don't think it's a particularly fun uh, outing, uh, but I also think that Majima Construction is a hundred times better than the Clan Creator in Six. Like, oh, absolutely! I don't know what they changed a few <laughs> I mean, things. Not not a hard contest. Not a, not a hard contest at all. Um, I still think that 
I'm more looking forward to playing Clan Creator and Six just because I think their choice of wrestlers are wrestlers that I know more of uh-huh. as opposed to these aged legends. They are good wrestlers for the record, I should say. Um, Muto is like one of the most famous wrestler- wrestlers ever. Uh, but And it's very cool that he's in this game. Uh, but the fact is that I, I have never seen seen uh, Keiji Muto wrestle before. So, Does he actually make the pose in real life with the uh, sticking his fingers out? I think he does. Yeah. I would assume so. I should hope so, because he's the only person in this game that does that. Mm. They really lovingly rendered, um, at least for Six, uh, all of their wrestlers, like, that they put in the they rendered yeah. their their signature yeah their moves that like uh like naito's poses and his rainmaker or okada's rainmaker mm-hmm. they put all those in there uh which i've i've always thought is, is very funny like that these are the moves that i want to see kiryu get hit by i want to see him you know take a take a rainmaker right to the face and get up from it because he's the only guy who could naturally unfortunately unfortunately in this game we, we no such thing happens we don't get to actually fight uh, all of all of the the three musketeers, so we don't get to see Keiji Muto use a shining wizard on Kiryu. Um, the the disappointing thing it's disappointing and it's not because uh because I mean these men are ancient in their their well <laughs> they look Keiji they Muto. look like they're seventy I don't know how they're, old they actually I are. should say Keiji Muto is fifty eight and I think that if he wanted to he could probably Currently? keep wrestling if he wanted to uh, uh but uh. I don't like the idea of Kiryu hurting. Just counting down old men. <laughs> he doesn't usually hurt the elderly, uh, and I don't think he, I don't think he would. <laughs> I, I think he might kill a man if he, if Kiryu no, punched no, a man instead, in his seventies. He'll, he he'll would, send. Uh, no, instead he'll send like eight guys with you know knives and guns after these old men to beat them up instead. And rocket launchers. And rocket launchers. Guys, I just quick looked it up. Uh, you totally fight these guys in the Coliseum. You can in the, in the Coliseum. In the Coliseum? Yeah. Uh, yep. piss. Uh, you only unlock them after you fight them. That's right. Like and the, that's okay, both okay. the Kiwami 2 wrestlers and the Yakuza 6 wrestlers as well. Yeah, the the, the the 6 wrestlers are just in there from the start, but yeah, you need to unlock. Okay. Yeah, it's disappointing that. that you can't actually fight the, the, three, the three musketeers who aren't actually the three musketeers, uh, but that's because of the circumstance of death, which... Ah, cannot be avoided. I did actually play a lot of the cabaret for this, but I didn't. I skipped out on doing the Majima stuff just because I, I think the cabaret is more fun, and also you need money to do Majima, and you don't really make any money off of it, so you need to do cabaret. It really is a, a a pointless exercise, Majima construction, because yeah, the reward. I mean, that's the that's the thing. The the prevailing problem of the Yakuza series after I would say zero is that. Uh, there's a resource problem uh, where money is not a great incentive for anything uh, because the money quickly – you quickly end up with too much money and uh, not, not much to spend it on. Uh, you can spend it to make more money at the casino or uh, try to gr- wrap your head around the inscrutable crafting elements and stuff like that. But I think outside of Zero where you get to do some really cool stuff with your money like invest it in uh, the real estate or use it to level up. It's just like, why am I doing this? I mean, I, I'm doing this for the content, well, I guess. All I'm that doing money this to watch goes towards, uh, All that money goes towards casino tokens so that you can buy, like, the weapons that aren't that great. Which or the you, orphanage. Because, the weapons that, the, the so weapons that break. So you don't have to play blackjack for 20 hours. 
people complain about the breaking weapons in breath of the wild but uh, i mean <laughs> at least at least you you can get more of them uh what i will say i love about this is and i think that what they should have done if i was going to make majima construction myself is that they should have put the the dinner with the professional wrestlers where everyone says a tongue twister they should have put that at the end and also told you about it right at the beginning and that's your incentive for beating the the whole they thing should, like, well they just should have had more scenes like that they have yeah, like two of what, them and that's yeah, and they're really good yeah those are good those are fun i love i think it's just funny of like well no one has ever asked if we want to hear kiryu do a tongue twister but I mean, we'll put it in for you, and you're. I guess maybe they just didn't have the money to be like, well, we can't, we can't do a bunch of like fully voiced scenes with these wrestlers. That is true. Yeah, I mean, in in six, I think each wrestler gets basically one cutscene. I think, uh, I think Okada might get a few because he's the like main villain. Uh, We'll talk more about that when we get to six, but uh, but for this, yeah, they they only show up pretty much one time. And each of their lines of dialogue is like, ah, Kiryu, you beat me. Guess we'll join Majima Construction. Pretty and then much. that's the whole thing for, for them. Do we want to just go through them in order? Yeah, sure. Yeah. The first one is uh, Dragon Fujinami. He's, mm-hmm. he's, he, he's, he's the one who in the cutscene before was like, ah, I'm also a dragon. I think I'll have something to say to this Kiryu guy. And then, well, that doesn't really come to pass. I think it's, I think it's really funny. Out. I think it's really funny that, yeah, they put in... Tatsumi, uh, Tatsumi Fujinami, as uh, who is the dragon, uh, and uh, now now Fujinami is sixty seven years old. So uh, if Kiryu hit him, <laughs> he would not get back. <laughs> Turned into dust, unfortunately. Uh, but but uh, Fujinami is a dragon, and I think that's really funny because obviously in these games there's so much significance to people who go by that that moniker. Uh, but this guy is just relegated to a sub story. Yeah, he is the lowest of the <laughs> low he, on the real estate totem pole, and then he yeah. just beat his ass. And he's like, he's "Okay, well, I'll work guy. for you." Then fucking destroyed. Yeah, he shows up. He says, "Hey, I'm Dragon Fujinami. I'm also a dragon. Isn't that cool?" And then you 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 do three battles. You beat him, and he says, "Well, I'm beat. I don't want the other two guys to get their hands on that real estate because we're competitors, not actually like working together. So I'm gonna I'm gonna start working for Majima Construction, and Majima says, "Okay, cool, that's great. You know, as long as you're willing to put the work in, I don't really care." Majima Construction has a motto: If you want to work, welcome. If you want to rest, get the fuck out. I love Majima Construction's motto, which changes every time he every time he says it. And also the uh, the like Majima Construction promotional poster says just like join Majima Construction. We build shit. We or build something. shit. And yeah, yeah. Now hiring buff dudes and tough guys. It's, that seems it's... that seems like what their company motto should be. Now hiring buff dudes and tough guys. We build shit. Mm-hmm. Uh, the the Majima Construction cutscenes are very economical. They're all about two minutes long, and they both. Uh, get rid of the old villain and introduce the new one so in this yeah that's scene, true they don't it's not it, it it is i think it's just like in yakuza zero where uh where the except except in yakuza zero they would usually have one uh cutscene at the end and one cutscene at the beginning uh beginning for each of the like villains mm. uh who would show up uh this one is, is and you'd also get like clean, a midpoint where you meet them and do like a fun mini game with yeah them. you do like a little funny mini game where you go and scope out their their cabaret club or you go and see what they're up to this one it's just like oh here i am i brought the color guard with the color gangs with me <laughs> the color guard 
They're gonna spin their flags at you. Better watch out. <laughs> yeah, that's another thing. They uh, they brought back the color gangs that they never really utilized in Kiwami Two. Uh, sorry, in the original Yakuza Two, all that much. And basically, the whole point of the color gangs is now they're hanging out with uh, Masahiro Chono. It's so weird how the color gangs never go away. Like, or they they do, but they don't because I think what probably happened is that like. Upon making Kiwami, RGG remembered that the color gangs exist because in six they get mentioned. Yep, and then and, yeah, and they're also judgment, part of the clan creator in six because in six it's all about like oh this one gang took over all the color gangs and then in judgment, famous Japan, Japanese pro wrestler Kazuchika Okada has reunited all the color gangs in Kamarocho. He needed to defeat us. <laughs> consolidated power, and then I think they mentioned them in Judgment as well, uh, at least in passing. So the color gangs are like a weird <laughs> eternal part of this this world that that uh never matters they remember the one the one character or like entity from yakuza one that they forgot to bring back so they they were like well we need to correct that yeah we gotta bring back the color i mean they couldn't have just had a line that was just like they're a useful handy random group of people you can just throw at kiryu and yeah they're kind of like bicycles on the side of the road that's actually a <laughs> perfect just, metaphor wow that's quite good <laughs> yeah, a bicycle target practice i mean it's it's really funny that they even were able to exist in the city so long seeing as how kamarocho is a city that is you know dominated by one of the one of japan's biggest uh biggest organized crime divisions so it's weird that there's these like two-bit thugs who uh who have no <laughs> like what are they even doing here and they then just in, squat in, in on street two, corners and like Play video yeah, games. bother people. And yeah. Yakuza Two, they had uh, what was that? That there was the eight, what were they eight bit gang or like the sixteen bit <laughs> gang? <laughs> the eight bit gang, gang that we had to like. Yeah, they were the gamer gang. leaders and, before we could get into that building. That the like the yeah, that, those were the color gang stand-ins for for this game. But yeah, they are still here, and uh, and they are fighting alongside. I think it's is it Keiji Mudo who they join up with? It's Chono's gang Let, spe- specifically. Chono, right, right, right. So then, uh, Ten- Tenryu, Tenryu shows up. Uh, Fujinami gets is... beat. Tenryu shows up. Yep. Yeah, and he's uh, he's got a hell of a voice. Um, they just, all really do. Like he's I mean, like always. Are... He's like very quiet, like very gravelly. Quite soft this spoken was, for the most part. Yeah. 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 He does yell at one point and it's uh it's God, I wish I had a timestamp for it, because it's uh it, it's <laughs> kind of funny. Tenryu is the one who kind of sparks the whole like uh tongue twister thing, right? Because they're saying that no one can understand the way he talks or something. Well we're getting or, a little uh, ahead of ourselves that, here, but yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think that's Chosho or Choshu or yeah, the other, the uh, other Ricky one. Choshu. Uh, I mean, they all talk like aged professional wrestlers. So. Yeah, they're they're all very old. And, and, and Tenryu is Tenryu is seventy one years old. Uh, I I don't know the last time he got into the ring. Um, he uh, well, he actually did oh, it yesterday. He, we'll, we'll he retired. Know. He retired in twenty fifteen. That's God incredible. Damn. If they bring back wrestlers, uh, if they bring back old wrestlers again for another game, I do, I do really hope we get to see Jushin Thunder Liger because I would absolutely love to see him in a rendered in a Yakuza game. I want to see cool Kenny costume. Omega. The Kenny Omega, I don't even know. That's like when they brought in what was it, Paul Lim? Yeah, uh, <laughs> Kenny Omega shows the up. The fucking darts guy. English. Yeah, <laughs> right, right, right. Like, He's like, just speaking English. Spe- speaking. He's no, speaking Kenny Omega is fluent in Japanese. Actually, that's fine. Yeah, I can do the both. So he'd be perfect. Ma- he would be a that's perfect great. match yeah, for, no. the, for 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 this. Have him do both dub tracks. 
Kenny Omega loves gaming, so he probably, if they asked him to, would 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 do it. Um, yeah, he'd do it in a heartbeat. <laughs> so Ricky Choshu, another another wrestler that we have to to not get actually make Kiryu hit with his fists. T- Tinryu shows up right now, and he's like, "Hey, I'm the Legend Killer. I search out strong fighters all over the globe, and I defeat them in battle to humiliate them and also elevate my own status." And you're it, you're you're a legend around these parts. Was it the legend killer or the living legend? I seem to remember both of those. It's being the living legend. Up. Yeah, it's the living legend, but he also kind of calls himself the legend killer. So yeah, he he just seeks out like really strong fighters, and you're one of those. So he's gonna beat you up, except he's not. Well, he wanted to retire on a high note, didn't he? He thought it was time to retire, and figured beating down Kiryu would be his high note to the dragon go out of on. Dojima. The fourth or to be more accurate, uh, beating up Kiryu's vans uh, and cranes <laughs> and various construction yeah. equipment. <laughs> he, he said, he said uh, I need to defeat a legend, and by doing this, I will punch a car in front of you. Some piles of lumber. I'm going to fuck that shit up. It dude. is, it is, it is, a, this is the thing about Majima construction, is it isn't like Kiryu or Majima. To, they're not delegators. They are not the kind of people who would set anyone to do a task for them. Kiryu would go right out there right in the middle of the construction site, and he'd do the whole damn thing himself. No units needed. It's a fatal flaw, really. Yeah, it's uh, it's cognitive dissonance. It's it's uh, it's ludonarrative <laughs> this, dissonance. Yeah, this is Naturally. ludonarrative dissonance. We know the kind of man that Kiryu is, both from previous and later games, and yeah, he could just do this on his own, and he this would, is, this is This is mudonarrative dissonance? <laughs> mudonarrative. Yes, well, that's the episode title. Yeah, there's the episode title. <laughs> hey, well, that that's an easy one. All right, gonna easy. write that down. Yep. You do three more tower defense battles. Uh, Tenryu it's shows only, up they and always like, come well, in three, yeah. Yeah, they always come in three. Tenryu shows up and he's like, well, that's it for me. Couldn't beat you. Oh, well. Gotta uh, join but, you. I'm gonna join you, but I'm I'm doing this because I'm kind of rusty. I'm gonna train with you, and I'll, I'm I'm gonna study your technique, Kiryu, even though you never actually step on into the the battlefield in this mini game. This and then uh, if if they had a little more, if they had a little more time and a little more money, this would be where he says, "Ah, uh, Kiryu, I I want to really I want to really test my strength. So let's let's fight." And then they would fight, but unfortunately. Just a little. I don't know. If I mean, like we said, time. these are all available in the Coliseum, exactly. so I don't know why. It is weird because you can fight them there. Why didn't they just fight them in the uh, situation? But uh, and I think knows? Kiwami Two is a is a is a very well done. Like like I don't. I, I played it. I did not think it was felt rushed or anything. Or that anything was missing. Yeah. It, yeah. No. So I don't know why we didn't get to have like proper fights. Uh, and it's not like they didn't have. I'm pretty area sure you you do in. actually fight the the wrestlers one on one in six. So you do. Yeah. Yes. That's what's so confusing. Yeah. And that and that came before this one. Like like the, this clan creator has something less than that one, just because you don't actually get the boss fights at the end, which is just so confusing. Like, isn't the whole appeal of of putting the wrestlers in? Like, I want to see Kiryu fight these legends. And that's where my theory of oh I don't want to see Kiryu kill an old man. Maybe that's it. <laughs> like 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 okay let's let's drop it for a for a for a moment. Wrestling is fake. They don't actually. I mean they do actually hurt each other, but they don't actually like. They don't actually do the things they say they are doing. They there there's a coordinated effort. Uh, if if these real wrestlers did fight Kiryu, they would be uh, grossly mismatched. There was a oh what was oh it was a it was Jushin Thunder Liger. 
uh, had a an MMA fight against Minoru Suzuki, who is one of the pioneers of MMA, and it was uh, I've never seen it myself, but it's apparently really not pleasant to watch because one of them is a professional wrestler, and one of them is a professional wrestler and MMA fighter, and I can tell you that those two skills do not. They don't mesh well. No, I wouldn't imagine. One's a performer and the other's a punisher, you know? <laughs> yeah, one one of those is a, yeah. a, a very... Uh, yeah, I mean, I mean, for the record, uh, I mean, professional wrestlers, I, I consider them more like stunt stunt people, is how I would, I yeah. would say. Uh, breaking the, you know, breaking the kayfabe of it. Uh, it's, it's very physically demanding. It's very painful. Definitely people get hurt all the time. Oh, of course. When you're talking about, uh, you know... Buff men throwing out closed-fisted blows like Kiryu does, and kicking, kicking the shit out of people. Yeah, I don't, I don't think these people would be very suited to fighting Kiryu. It would be very, very ugly. Smashing them with bicycles, the usual. Plunging the knife into their gut and then kneeing it through them. Mm-hmm. I mean, could you imagine Kiryu as a wrestler, like, like going onto the ring, everyone's going crazy, and then one tiger drop, and the whole thing is over. And the other guy just crumples, and everyone's like. Do we cheer? I don't know. Is that guy okay? <laughs> they get the they get the ref out. Oh my god! <laughs> Call an ambulance! Oh my god, he's he's killed. He's killed. He's oh my killed god! Tenryu. Stop it! What he's already he dead. Uh, so what happens next? We've we've yeah. T- Tenryu is like, I'm gonna join you, but so I can be closer to you and study your techniques, so that I can actually like beat you in a fight one day, even though I haven't fought you. This is when Choshu shows up. I don't remember what his deal is. His deal uh, is he wants to not be bored, which is kind of the uh, thinnest right. one of all of them. <laughs> uh, no wonder I don't remember it. Choshu yeah. is a, a uh, is a uh, we are we are very in luck here because Choshu is sixty nine. Nice, nice, nice. Uh, Sorry. <laughs> so uh, ch- yeah, Choshu. Uh, <laughs> just every one of them oh and this is a famous japanese wrestler i like if you go onto wikipedia for for any of these uh people the wikipedia entry will be like ricky choshu is considered one of the greatest uh japanese wrestlers of all time and then you go to you go to uh chono masahiro chono is considered one of the greatest japanese wrestlers of all time and you go to tenryu tenryu is the most famous wrestler of all time <laughs> I do like, uh, been this is these? very funny. It says, uh, it says Dave Meltzer, uh, a journalist who covers uh, professional wrestling, said that one could make a strong case that Tenryu was between the fourth and sixth biggest native star in the history of Japanese professional wrestling. And that's like good. Like that's, that's good for sure. It's also kind of exact. And yeah. There's a very, uh, much of a, a level of precision to that, to that figure. And also like, I don't know. <laughs> Anywhere between four, five, and six just doesn't, it just doesn't seem like, like at that point, almost it just seems like if you said one of the biggest stars in Japanese professional wrestling, it wouldn't be as, not insulting, but like, I don't know, there's some, it just has a passive aggressive vibes. It's, it's like, yeah, saying he's the seventh greatest wrestler is like, well, you could just say one of the greatest wrestlers, uh, Dave Meltzer, but yeah, there's a level of precision there that really has me scratching my head. How are you quantifying that? Dave Meltzer strikes me as a type who would go on to tier list. Yeah, that's ex- I mean that's I mean that's exactly it. He's he's just tier listing these Japanese wrestlers. No offense to him, of course. I'm sure he's a wonderful person. Yeah, I'm sure his I'm sure his writing is I'm sure he's he knows his stuff. I'm just saying I don't know where he gets that. D- Dave Meltzer, if you're from. listening, we we apologize Meltzer, come on if the there show. was any offense. We did not mean it. Yeah, we didn't mean it. I'm just I'm not sure what your metrics are, my friend. 
so yeah what ricky uh was it choshu yep or chono choshu uh, Cho- choshu is choshu is bored and he uh and then he shows up in, Cl- uh, in clan creator and he says oh i'm still bored <laughs> this is not a very exciting mini game <laughs> So, sorry about this, Mr. Choshu. This is this is uh, not where you need to go. Sorry, you're in this one. Do you want to? Do you want to like? Do you want to go? Do you want to go take a take the the train to Sotenbori and you can like run a cabaret club? Would that make you happy? I mean, if you, if like you that? go if you go like if you go like a hundred feet in that direction, you know, there's an underground fighting ring. You maybe you can check that out. Yeah, perfect. Sure. I don't know why you. I don't by. know what you're. Do- Real estate is not the most exciting job in the world. I'm sure, at least compared to like Yakuza or pit fighter or gambler the the city of kamarocho has a lot of offerings uh for you my friend you, you could probably hawk aha water yeah drinks of aha water if you wait like 10 years you can do vr vr will have been invented by then just so many so much so much content for you you could fight a tiger in the vr zone wouldn't you love you that do, you fight a tiger in the real zone if you just go to sotenbori oh yeah yeah just go to osaka castle they got a couple of them there God. Who's feeding those tigers now? I guess all the samurai and ninja are still alive. Well, are they being I paid? I mean, well, I mean, they did get riddled with bullets during the turret section. Yeah, a lot of them did. I mean, the tigers are just out in the park. They just live there now. I think that Kiryu might have killed the two tigers. <laughs> the tigers busted out. They are... The, ti- the tigers are out on the streets of, of Sotomori. The tiger is loose, yes, yes. Wreaking <laughs> havoc on the city of Osaka. So who's after after Choshu? Well, technically it's you, Muto, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Uh, Choshu gets beat. Do you know beat. about uh, Do you know about the Muta Muta scale? Yes, I am. I'm aware of the Muto scale. But I am not aware of this. Please explain it. So, uh, so Keiji Muto, um, whose name uh, always breaks my brain because his uh, his wrestling name was the Great Muta, but his real name is Muto. And I always forget if he's the great Muto or the great Muta, but he's he's the great Muta, um, and he uh, had a, a match against a wrestler named Hiroshi Hase, and uh, it was incredibly incredibly bloody. Hmm. Um, I I don't watch much professional professional wrestling as I used to a few years ago. Uh, I fucking hate blood in wrestling matches. I know some people like it. It really, I, it's not really necessarily that I get super skeeved out by blood. It's just like. Don't do that to yourself. It's just as fun without the blood, like right, like blading you know, and stuff. Yeah, yeah, blading is really gross, and and cutting yourself open for it is really gross. But uh, they refer to uh, the match as like the the muta scale is how much how much blood you lose as a wrestler, um, and the 1.0 on the muta scale is is in reference to that match. So like, if you bleed as much as uh, Keiji Muto did. Uh, when he re- wrestled uh, Hase, then you've got a 1.0 on the Muda scale. And then if there's no blood at all, then it's a 0 on the Muda scale. And uh, it's just gross. I don't like it. Weird. <laughs> I don't like blood. I don't like that stuff. Yeah. Like barbed wire shit in wrestling is really gross. It's just like, that's eh, your job. <laughs> don't do not do it. I think it might be because we're <laughs> at the point with like anime and video games where we don't really expect blood coming from punches and kicks, you know? We just expect like bruises and knockdowns and people getting sweaty and stunned and everything you know blood is for blades at the end of the day (laughs) right yeah i mean i mean from my understanding it's very common if you i mean and and 
punching uh, isn't necessarily like a, a part of wrestling per se. They usually, at least in New Japan wrestling, they it's open handed strikes only. Right, is the rule of the law, or like using the back of your hand. Uh, but I'm, from my understanding, it, like it's very common to punch someone so hard that it cuts your hand open. Oh yeah, like y- yeah, like, that's what boxing gloves are for, buddy. Yeah, mm-hmm. or teeth and and stuff like that. Like it's not uncommon for blood to happen. Uh, from the matches I saw where blood was going on, it was either, uh, like from the lip, uh, or, or, uh, or you get pushed through the table and then there's some blood going on. Uh, it's just a lot. It's just always a lot. And I don't, I, I don't know. I don't know about it. Uh, some people are, are real, real freaks and love that shit. I just, I just don't. To each their own, I suppose. But yeah, yeah. But I do like Keiji Muto and Yakuza. Once again, this is fun. <laughs> this is one of the most famous wrestlers mm-hmm. in the world, according to Dave Meltzer. Yeah, I was gonna say I've been hearing that yeah. a lot today. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but uh, yeah, he. I remember. Yeah, he he does. A, what's it? Shining Wizard is that his his special yes. move? And it's yeah. like a big. It's like a he makes a big uh like tornado or something. As uh, when he uses it, I think th- I thought that's what it was. Like I said, I haven't played this in a while. I have never actually done to the end of the uh, the Majima construction, like played it, and I didn't watch any of the battles for this. I just watched the cutscenes. Uh, and I know, and I would but... prepare it and watch the Mudo fight and then the Coliseum to see if he does it. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, yeah. I, I would like to actually see those Coliseum fights to see if they 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 do those. Um, yeah, I'll have to. I'll have to. But go. yeah, Choshu fails. So we, we cut to just like like an office or a restaurant or something that Mojo's yes, in. Yes, the boardroom or whatever. Yeah, uh, and they're like, hey, all of these guys failed. Like, you were begging for their help earlier, and they just kind of suck shit, and they didn't do anything. And so he's like, well, I, I guess I'll just have to take matters into my own hands. Uh, so let, let's go, Chono. Let, let's do this. So then then you, just, you do three battles against Muto's... <laughs> against Muto's, like, color gang army. Well, I think before that, I mean, we've talked about it already, but they kind of force you into it, don't they? The um, going out to the restaurant with uh, the three musketeers, where it's Kiryu and them. Oh, is that when this happens? Yeah, yep. that, that makes sense. I think the thing that's really interesting about this cutscene uh, is uh, this is the first time in my life that I'd ever, like, considered the fact that tongue twisters are not Exist in, in other languages? Spe- yeah, oh, like, absolutely. there are other languages. Yeah. And it's really interesting to to, to like hear what other tongue twisters are like uh and and uh i like uh what what's kiryu's aka pajama al pajama ki pajama uh it's which is like red blue yellow pajamas right um it's interesting i think that's that's a that's cool thing to to learn about but like you were saying it was all based on the idea of them sitting in the restaurant and like i think it was tenryu trying to read something off the menu and none of them could understand him because he was just mumbling so much (laughs) Yeah, that's that's the old guys who a lifetime of promos a yeah <laughs> like you're ordering in your uh, you're ordering in your promo voice and no one can understand <laughs> you uh but we get to hear these these wrestling legends do tongue twisters and we also of course get to hear kiryu do one and and the best part is he is he does it absolutely perfectly he dances flawlessly. over it he's it's just it's so yep. good it's yeah like all, all all the wrestlers are like they're they're kind of fumbling i think i think tinryu does his really fast but he's mumbling and nobody can understand him even then right um, there's a what is a nama muki namagome nama tamago something like that uh i don't remember, I can't remember who, i don't remember them specifically oh, okay. but yeah <laughs> 
<laughs> I just remember that from from when I played it. And then Kiryu, he does the one about pajamas, and he I just love how he sells that last. He sells pajama. The last he goes he, he, really, pajama! he puts heat behind it. Absolutely, he really does. He starts glowing as he does it. <laughs> And of course, the big punchline of the whole thing is that at the end, the uh, waiter comes up and Tenry just says this one. He just points at the menu. <laughs> yeah, it's very funny. That's that's it, every every like Yakuza sub story always has that that last punchline. Gotta have it. The really and, and they always land. I always think they're really funny. Um, and and even though it's like formulaic, it's just always good that there's a little a little joke at the end of it. Uh, so now we've 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 expanded our our motley crew of professional wrestlers to what th- four now? Well, I mean, uh, we've three, got three, th- three musketeers. Yeah, we got three, three of musketeers, but there are not three wrestlers in this. There's there's at least one more. There's two more, I believe. Well, they could have also hired all the Yakuza six ones through the uh, yeah. Uh, yes, this, if, uh, if you beat them in the Coliseum, they are unlocked to be hired. Yeah. Some some great some great choices there. Um, by the way. Uh, Tetsuya Naito and mm-hmm. Kazuchika Okada is in there. Uh, Ten Kozi. Some people, yeah. Some people like uh, some people like Bushi. I don't know any of them who do. Is is I don't think Kota Ibushi is is in either of these games. Uh, no, I don't. Unfortunately, think so. I don't think so. Uh, I'd but, have to look. They did pick some other wrestlers for six that were just like extra clan creator people and didn't have any lines. A, yeah, I think I think Hiroki Goto is in there somewhere and maybe Tenzan. Oh yeah, Kota Ibushi uh, is not in. Kota Ibushi is not in there. That's a shame. Now, now that okay, now now that if if we're making like our ideal Yakuza uh, Yakuza wrestling thing, it would be it would be Golden Lovers reunited. It'd be Ibushi and uh, and Kenny Omega fighting fighting with each other side by side once more. Uh, so on to the next wrestler. Yep, that's the Muto fight. Yep, essentially. Yep, pretty much. And honestly, and Muto then, doesn't really have any motivation apart from I'm fighting, I'm making money, this is what I do. And he's ultimately largely kind of, uh, what's what I'm looking for, just generally a good, affable type of person, you know? Yeah, he, he, he just really wants like... to get his hands on the Kamarocho Hills project, but I mean, he believes that the strongest construction company should get it, and since you beat him, he's like, well, alright. I, you know. I love... I love how like little pretext there is for this one. Uh, like with the with with the you know cabaret club, it's like oh all these people just run their own nightclubs. And with the uh, with uh, the real estate royale, it's like these people are just buying real estate. I don't know what uh, Majima Construction is already building a building here, and there's no there's just so little excuse for these these professional wrestlers to be showing up and being like I also run a construction company, and here's why. Mm-hmm it's just it's just like oh to just say like to say like i'm here to make lots of money uh but that is fine no one ever said that machima construction was a well-constructed story no nor is it a well-constructed company nor is it a well-constructed minigame no or a well-constructed building in that case um well So yeah, you, you fight Muto. He says, "Hey, you, you're stronger than me, so you, you, it's fine." But I would at least like to work for you, as in like an advisory role. Um, right. And then Chono shows up and beats the shit out of him and says, "Hey, I don't, I don't give a shit about Kamarocho. I don't give a shit about you. I'm me and my color gangs. We got to work smarter these days. 
So I'm gonna take over, and I'm gonna I'm gonna kill Majima Construction. And I'm gonna do it. Uh, and so take this world actually... and paint it black. Oh yeah, he does say that. Yeah. <laughs> I think I think Chono is a good choice for for this because I believe uh, Chono is like a, a famous heel, and according to the internet, he had a, a Yakuza inspired gimmick that was what made him famous. So oh. I think it's a good choice for him to be one of the the big big bads of uh, of this. I also wanted to say that uh, of the talent listed in uh in this i think chono and muto are the ones who are still regularly to some degree uh no 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 uh muto is i think the only one who's still wrestling yes uh mm. i don't think i done. don't think chono is officially retired but muto is still going for it which is kind of insane he's 57 or 58 years old he's <laughs> very yeah, old. well how long undertaker did it I mean, think about yeah. Think about how how long they <laughs> we we oh, we haven't seen the last of Undertaker. I'm sure. Not yeah, if I live to be transfer. 57 and a, like a teenager looks at me the wrong way, I'll just like my spine will fold in half. I'll die on the spot. These are very very athletic <laughs> old people. Uh yeah. So Chono is he's going to paint the whole world black. Rather larger aspirations than I expected from this guy. Uh. But Kiryu says, hey, for everything that you paint black, I'm going to paint white. Which is weird. Great, but great line, weird. Kiryu. Not a, I, that's I don't a real, understand. That's a real, like, Jotaro Kujo thing to say. Yeah, it kind of is. It's just like a really shitty, like, poorly thought out one-liner that doesn't really make any sense. The shonen anime response. Mm. You know who's, like, the new king of shitty uh, one-liners in video games now is uh, Ethan Winters from Resident Evil. Oh, yeah, he's, but they hit so well, though. So, he's, well, looks, so looks like I caught a big one. The one where he's like, you're the one that's cursed. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up. Who Stupid are you? game. Worst uh, dad terrible. jokes. I, I love it. But it, it's so so good. Good. it fits so well. I don't know. It, he's going to have a hard time beating Leon Kennedy. Yeah, I don't, I don't think... The thing about Kiryu is I don't I don't like Kiryu he's his his entire thing is is completely effortless and and I don't feel like he his one liners are basically just like you're I'm going to kill you. I'm going to beat the shit out you're of gonna, you. I'm going to put you in the hospital. He does get one liners every so often like in sub stories sometimes. Yeah, yeah he, that's do, true. he doesn't really do like cheeky one liners in like the main game he's mostly just like hey you betrayed you betrayed me i'm gonna beat the shit out of you not to not to get a little ahead of ourselves uh it's one of the things i'm most excited to talk about for yakuza 3 is the introduction of uh of the oh what's it called the revelations mm -hmm. there's always uh, little one-liners yes. in those and I, I love them they're those so funny and i just imagining kiryu writing these little these pithy little jokes is so mm -hmm. stupid yeah, that's, oh, that's. I guess you really should look where you're driving. Yeah, that, those, those revelations are like the 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 prequel to the based Kiryu Twitter account, where he's just. Oh yeah. Yeah. He's always like, ooh, I'm, I'm hiding. Yeah. Kiryu would 100 percent tweet something out like, uh, "Theater Square NY hot dog is a good place for you know what." <laughs> yeah, that sounds like him. Uh, that sounds okay. exactly like something he would tweet. Uh, never give this man, never give this fan a, man a phone with internet access, <laughs> please. The, too bad he's gonna get one in a, yeah, a few years. He does years. get one eventually. Uh, so it, what were where were we? Chono. We were so, talking about yeah. Chono has the color gangs on his side. Yeah, now we just fight Chono, and it's basically the same as any of the others. You know, it's basically yeah, it's the, the same. same. You fight him, he's like, "Oh no, I've been defeated. I'm gonna join you." You beat it. And also, you beat the evil out of me. Oh no, no, no. He he says he says, "Okay, I've been defeated this time, but the thing God is, damn. I have been I have sent my secretary 
Surikawa, I don't remember the guy's Surikawa, name. Surikawa, yeah. Something, something like that. Uh, to, to go negotiate Secretary with an international name. gang of hoodlums who are going to come here oh, and no. help me beat you so I can take over this real estate project. And I'm going to call him right now and, and finalize that deal. And he gets on his cell phone and he says, okay, any minute now. Any second now, my secretary secretary is going to pick up. This is kind of cute, actually. <laughs> it, it's pretty funny. Nobody picks up. <laughs> so he's like, oh. That secretary does get some screen time, though. He does show up eventually. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the, the secretary was here before. He was Muto's secretary, but he betrayed him for Chono. Um, <laughs> important. And then uh, he gets a call back. It's, it's Sunakawa, and he says, okay, yeah, the, the international gang is on their way, but actually... All the color gangs that work under you, Chono, have betrayed you and have joined this gang, and they don't want to work with you anymore. So you're, you're <laughs> help, help you're my, out. bye, help my hired gang, help my hired goons have unionized. <laughs> and Chono says, "God damn," because of course he does. It's like <laughs> they they joined the industrial gangsters of the world, the, the IDW. My my 57M hired muscle 21M 24M 22M 23M 18M 19M etc etc have unionized mm-hmm. but it's just like every every goon that Kiryu has to beat up or his his workers have to beat up just a really really big fight that's all so all of the color gangs have unionized uh with one big <laughs> the the uh industrial chimpira of the world uh so what's next What's next for Majima? Well, that was pretty much it. It wasn't a big fight, and then everyone's like, okay, all's well, then ends well. Who's the final boss of Majima Construction? There really isn't, like, a final boss. It's like the international, they're, like, have weird names, like, uh, foreign names for the uh, boss characters. It's funny, we haven't actually really talked about the mechanics of this minigame. It's... I think we might have... I, we talked I about we it a little bit in the episode briefly. where we first mentioned it. Oh, we it, did. But... It's like, deploy. you deploy your units and you place them, and then they... It's like tower defense, but bad and there's special moves from your special units so like like uh the wrestlers have their own moves right. and uh, uh Ma- i think you do get to deploy majima too and yes. i think majima has his like big spin yeah majima is one of yep. the units you start it's with like tornado moves mm-hmm. uh and then they people try to like destroy your shit like your vans and cranes and then if they kill you or if they do that you lose it's it's yep. it's really bare bones it's barely anything it's really i enjoyed quite- it going through it but yeah I think, yeah, I think it's not super bad. Uh, it like falls under fine. my... You just, like, listen to a podcast and blast through it in a couple hours, maybe. <laughs> Please, listen to Camarocho Radio. Yeah, it falls under my banner of, this game isn't very fun, but it's also a game in- inside an entirely other video game, so I give it a huge pass in- on terms of the fun scale. It's, it's the uh, it's the Dragon Cart's rule, it's like... Dragon Cart is way more fun than this. No, no, I know, I know, but I'm saying like Dragon Carts is not a good cart racer. No, it's, it's not. just like this is not a good tower <laughs> defense. But it gets a big, it gets a big extra bonus points because it isn't a cart racer. It's a cart racer within a very fun video game, uh, just like this. So that's my that's my take on Majima Construction. Yeah, like I could either I could either take out my Switch and play Mario Kart Eight, or I could just I could go to the the park up north and just play Dragon Kart. <laughs> And also Dragon Kart has, and also they have a little fun story, uh, which, you know, I think Mario Kart could benefit from, like... A story mode? Oh, watch out, it's the three, it's the three, Bowser's three generals, and it's like, oh, it's, uh... Icky Ludwig and Wendy. Petey Piranha, and it's, yeah, and then they show up, and then, oh, I'll join, you've shown me, Mario, how strong you are at kart racing, I will join your side. 
which is that weird because there are no sides in kart racing. It's just everyone for themselves. no sides in kart racing, yeah. <laughs> and then he joins your Double Dash kart. Oh, man, they should they should make another Double Dash. They won't. You know how Nintendo is. <laughs> we also haven't really talked about the Anthem very much. And uh, I got to say, you know, that's one piece of music that got me through a lot of writing. Like, I listened to that for, I got to say, it's hours while short. I was putting together the guide. It's Well, the whole ver- there's a full version. Yes. The full version is great. I love the lyrics. Uh, they, I don't know. I, I have to assume that uh, Nishida wrote the lyrics. Like Majima told him to write the song, and he wrote he 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 wrote the lyrics and the the melody. Yes, Nishida did the melody. Of course, he did. <laughs> it does not sound like something that Majima would write because it's like, uh, oh, from the from the peaks of Mount Fuji, blah blah blah. We create smiles on the children's faces. It's just like what this is not something that Majima <laughs> would would say or write. Well, honestly, it kind of goes back and forth between those two things. Like, we're creating smiles, and we're we're starved dogs, and it, right. it bounces back and forth between those two Maybe uh, it was Majima elements. and Nishida at a desk together, taking turns, writing lines. But it's another thing, too, because, you know, in the West, we don't really have corporate anthems. You know, I mean, advertisers will have jingles and stuff, but, you know, that's kind of, I don't want to, I don't know if it's just Japan, but it's not really a thing that you see outside of Japan is, uh, you know, where the uh, president will go on the intercom oh, no. and be like, okay, full, everyone, we're going to sing song. our anthem today. Sing our big song. Well, I don't know. Walmart did do that when did Sam Walton was alive. Oh, my gosh. Uh, that is something that uh, is also wildly improved from Clan Creator in 6 is in 6 when you beat the level. Uh, they just all, it is funny, but, but they all just clap. Right. They all just do like, let's clap. And then they all clap. Uh, in this one, they, they put their hands behind their backs and then they sing the Majima construction theme Dakota, song. It's, yeah. it's very, very triumphant. Mm-hmm. Well, it's very good. Yeah. That uh, clapping is like a, it's another Japanese thing. It's like, uh, yeah, I, I think job well done, everyone. It let's all celebrate, you know, our company's success in this very measured. I clapping. think, I think, uh, Ichiban does that at the end of the, uh. At the boardroom meetings. When, well, they did the sake uh, before they, barrel. <laughs> the, b- well, well, before, in the early boardroom meetings, or, or maybe it's if you don't, right. like, crush them. Not big success. Like, you don't do the... Medium success. Yeah, then he's just like, he's like, all right, everybody, clap with me, and then everyone starts clapping. Yep. Uh, but if you do a big, if you do a really good, you, you break up with the sake barrel. Right. Which is also very fun. Uh... Is that is that it for Clan Creator? Uh, pretty much. Pretty? You just beat the the nondescript final boss, yeah. And then everybody uh, is like, "Hey, we're working together on this construction project." Well, it's also interesting. One last thing is that um, you know, Majima and Kiryu kind of have their little moment because it's like oh, yeah, 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 Majima's yeah. like, "Oh, I'm really thankful to you, Kiryu, for what you've done," and it's like it's one of those very out of place things where you know, it story wise, Majima and Kiryu are in this normally antagonistic place yet in the additional Kiwami 2 content it's like because this is the last game produced that stars Kiryu they kind of had a slight denouement with Majima and Kiryu that they you know didn't really get to in other games and it's like they almost shake hands well, they and do then, shake hands, and then Majima goes to kick Kiryu, and he's like, and yes, okay. And Majima kicks him, yep. And then it's like, ha I'm just kidding, over. I'm gonna kill you I'm gonna anyways. kill you, yeah. Yep. Yeah. Back to being normal Yakuza 2 Majima. The eternal, the eternal endless enigma of, of Majima and Kiryu's relationship that no one will ever be able to agree on. Uh, and then everybody laughs. 
And <laughs> everybody <laughs> laughs and claps. Ha, ha, uh, ha, ha. There's still missions to do. I don't care about them. They don't have story. Yeah, they're, I they're, think you probably fight story. the Amon clan or something. The last I one's know. brutal. Oh God, I haven't been it myself. Wow. Yeah, that's... Uh, there is another scene if we want to go over it. It's just Keiji Muto giving out oh, dating right. tips to the to all the other guys. Nope, you're right. We skipped it. It's after. Um, ju- it's just before the final battle. Once you get yeah, Chono, yeah, yeah, Chono is there. All five wrestlers, Kiryu and Majima, in the same place, just drinking and talking about dating tips. And it's kind of neat good. too because the uh, localization kind of takes the idea of Sashi Suse So as five steps that you need and actually turns them into English phrases that start with oh, those sounds. Oh, that's actually really good. Yeah. That's, Who are the they, Patriots? The localizers are always like coming up with really creative uh, ways to, to make things translate right. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, it's, it's really quite a quite a skill. And they and I think they always you know, they always turn them into fun little jokes, which is, is good. Uh, they Yeah, they do a good job localizing these. Uh, even when the characters aren't speaking English, they're the subtitles are always well localized. I mean, mm-hmm. holy shit! One of the one of the localizations in uh, <laughs> in Yakuza Six that I won't go into specifics of a certain <laughs> sub story that we're keeping very <laughs> very under lock and key. It's like my favorite lo- localization in in anything I've ever seen. It's so clever. Yeah, I had a couple of thoughts uh, too, but it's like, oh, that goes into spoiler territory. Probably shouldn't. <laughs> yeah, we, we we keep we keep that stuff. Yeah, we keep that stuff secret. So let's talk about. Cabaret Grand Prix. Now, the good thing is we that have took already, longer I than I thought it, it would. I know yeah, we kind of talked about this for, a little bit. <laughs> we uh, for for Cabaret Grand Prix, we've actually already the game forces you. Oh, not forces you. It makes you start this. So right. we have actually talked about it on the show before with uh, Kiryu being roped in to uh, run Club Forshine. Yep. Uh, whose club name only makes sense if you've played Yakuza Zero. It doesn't make sense out of context of why it's called Forshine if you don't know about Club Sunshine and the fact that the manager of Club Sunshine is the, you know. Uh, but I like Cabaret Grand Prix because uh, unlike Cabaret Club Czar and Yakuza Zero, where the stakes of it don't really make any sense. Uh, yeah. Like they don't. They, there's no reason for like why these Cabaret Clubs are going head to head. The idea of the Grand Prix, where there's a, a, a actual contest behind yeah, it. Yeah, this is like a televised event. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the, it's like an event with like predetermined stakes Hosts instead of like commentary. the the guy from from Yakuza Zero who is literally like murdering his way through. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> literally killing people right. throughout the whole Cabaret Club sub uh, like subquest. I I think it works a lot better. And uh, what's the what's the guy's uh the commentator's name uh, the announcer Bono Isazaki or yep Bono Isazaki he's he's really oh, you funny. got it and uh he's, he's kind of really similar to like um I already forgot his name Dolce uh, Kamiya thank Dolce you Kamiya. of course because it's the Discord channel <laughs> yeah so so each time I believe that uh I believe that each time what is you it's it's just like in Yakuza Zero each time you get, you get to one. the end of one of the leagues and you you go against the the number one club mm-hmm. Uh, Bono Isazaki is like commentating on. I think he might do that during the normal ones too, but uh, he's there and he's like commentating on the thing, and he'll be like, "Oh, look, this hostess is calling for help. The manager helps in a cool way." Uh, <laughs> what? Uh, it's fun. What was? They had the like super moves in in Zero. Yeah, fevers. Right. Uh, yeah, and and the and this one, and I think in the last one, they can still use it to like poison your get, like make your guest's health go down somehow. 
Yeah, it's like um, they either make your guests leave or yeah, one's drop really their bad. HP or skills, something like that. There's one new addition to uh, to Cabaret Club. Well, there's a couple, but go game. ahead. <laughs> The the big the big one that I can think of is the oil the what yeah. is the oil yeah, the tycoon oil baron, oil baron. Uh, which uh, it is it is rare in modern games for something to force you to mash as hard as oil oil barons do. Mm. Uh, I feel like well, the thing really, is it's based on like the overall skill it's, of the girls that you have, yeah, and, like their HP and such. So like the better your girls are doing, the more you have, the less hard yeah, you have to mash. Yeah. It's, I wouldn't say it makes me feel nostalgic for old games because I I hate mashing buttons like that, but it definitely evokes the feeling of playing like any number of old games where the the threshold for ma- like Mario Party or something where the threshold for mashing is just yeah. way too high <laughs> mm-hmm. and it's way too hard. Interesting, but yeah, the other thing I thought of was that um, the uh, this, the girls can also have special skills now where they can, for example, come into the club with a guest already on their arm and we'll start up with them immediately rather than oh, that's actually wait. yeah yeah i uh, there are other things too when i when i played cabaret club uh grand prix in this game i did something i didn't do in zero which is i just did these back to back but every other uh time i would just turn off my tv and go do something else and I would have my, I'd have my skeleton crew of to girls just regenerate that I didn't ever use, the, just to regenerate yeah. my good ones that, uh, that uh, will win me the competitions. Oh, sure. So if they got tired, I would just throw my. Yeah, because yeah, you need to give your girls a day off to like fully regenerate yeah. their health and mood and everything. And then I, they would just show up, and all the customers would get mad, and no one would get served, and I'd be like, eh, whatever. The only person it's you have fine. in stock is Ono Michiko. Oh, Onomichiko. No, you don't yes. put Onomichiko on there because Onomichiko. You don't is put no Onomichiko. Tier. Onomichiko is a, is one is ninety nine party your number stat. One girl. Can't yeah. beat it. Can't beat it. Yeah, the the fact that they gave you like the I love when games give you like a joke a joke thing and it's way too good. <laughs> I feel like that happens in Monster Hunter sometimes where there's like a joke weapon that's just like oh this weapon I think it's the like charge axe or something in Rise that is just like completely busted. Uh, when it probably shouldn't be, um, and that is Onomichiko, and this is just like a joke, a joke character, right? Yeah, like uh, bronze tier, but that you just get complete. for free. It's like a, it's like the Obitarian from, uh, yeah, from the Obitarian like is her. at least like a gold level, right? Like I took, yeah, is... but her, but but she shows up at like she's kind of a joke, uh, yeah. character, but then her her talk stat is so fucking high. Yep. That she's almost no, yeah, like to... Etsuko, Onomichiko, and the hand—not uh, not hand. What am I saying? The the the, the, the headmistress. <laughs> yeah, the hand. Uh, Okuyasu's the hand, the hand from, yeah. from Okuyasu's uh, stand. The... Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Josuke, I'm a hostess. <laughs> that's how you get the. That's how you get uh, the customers in. You just have hand scrape away the uh, space. Yeah, in between scrape them. away the space outside, and yep. they get dragged into the club. Um, no, mm-hmm. it, it's, uh, the headmistress from Sunflower Orphanage. Yes. Like, those are, like, right. three yes. really, really good ones, and, like, can, in a lot of cases, will probably be performing better than your Platinum Hostesses. It's ridiculous. Something really surprising about, about Cabaret Club Grand Prix is that it brings a, uh, a minigame in from set, uh, 6. One, once again, talking about Kiwami 2 is really odd, because yep. it is kind of the follow-up to 6, which, a game we haven't talked about yet. True. Uh, so in six, and we'll go way more into detail when we get to it. There's this uh, really great, really charming uh, mini game where Kiryu can go to a bar and just chat up yes. the regulars there. Uh, mm-hmm. t- it's basically just Kiryu gets some like middle-aged dad friends to hang out with for a little while, uh, and they just like inexplicably brought this back 
which, which is, I think the dinner scene is one of these two. Yeah, no fanfare um, on yeah, this. Yeah, yeah, and it's yeah. connected both to Clan Creator and Cabaret Club. These just come out of nowhere. So, like, there's just a scene where, where Kiryu takes all of the, uh, like, the platinum hostesses that he's got so far, plus Yuki out for, like, a, a drinks after their, they win their first, like, they win their first uh, cabaret club battle. And uh, it's very fun. I like it a lot. It, it has a, one of the rare moments of Kiryu laughing, which he Haunting. is not a person who laughs a lot. But it's he, true. like, does a full-on, like, full-on belly laugh. <laughs> it is so strange coming from Kiryu. <laughs> but I do like to, you know, I, he, hey, he deserves a laugh every once in a while. It's funny. Everyone I mean, you watch does. Kuroda interviews, you'll hear him laugh, and it, it does sound the same yeah. way. And, you know, he's naturally a decent laugher, but it's like you don't hear it with Kiryu. You don't expect you it. You don't hear it with Kiryu, yeah. That, that's the thing about Kiryu. Kuro- that Takaya Kuroda is that, is that it's just so strange to, to like, like, that's just what his voice sounds like. How, that's mm-hmm. how he talks. Like, he, he has this voice that's just so, like, deep and, and, uh, and like, powerful. He's such a perfect fit for Kiryu. But then he when doesn't he does ever do voices to... for any of his voice acting gigs either. Like I've heard him in a bunch of things, and he's like, it's always the same. <laughs> yeah, he's Jibanyan in Yokai Watch. He's a and he's in uh, an anime called uh, Welcome to Demon School Irima. Yeah, I remember you showed that to about. me. And and that's really funny because he's kind. Obviously, he's doing his regular voice, but then the character is like this kindly grandfather, like this doting grandfather. So you get to hear this voice like. Doing it's like these, Kiryu, like, very... but like with two more notches of like cuteness, kind of infused. Yeah, he it. he really ups the cuteness for it and like the enthusiasm. It's very very funny. Nice. I need to watch uh, Odd so... Taxi, both because Kuroda's in it, and both because people just keep saying it's really really good. <laughs> I have heard it's quite good. Uh, yeah, I every once in a while in this podcast we just have to say how good Takaya Kuroda's voice is and how perfect he is for Kiryu. He's he's just we can't say it Kiryu. enough. He really is like I don't think the Kiryu the, the Kiryu I don't think the character would be anywhere as good as as uh, he is without such an iconic like recognizable voice. It's just like Dio from JoJo like yep like uh, Dio's voice actor I can't think of his name off the top of my head just totally brings that character to life and once once he gets that voice that's just who he is forever. Uh, Koyasu Taka, Takahito Koyasu. Yeah, we'll be talking about that guy next week. Yeah, we will yeah. be. <laughs> Well, you um, will be. I mean, the, <laughs> each of the uh, each of the platinum hostesses. Reminder: the platinum hostesses are the ones that you that come to work for your club when you defeat their club yep. in a battle. You uh, dress them up, playing playing for keeps like a game of marbles. Mm-hmm. They're the ones. Yeah, you could or triple like triad. Said you could dress them up. Yeah, like triple triad. Just take their uh, best card. Uh, or tetra master, I guess. Also, mm-hmm. um, of. Uh, you can you can they get their own sub stories as well as the hostess club style like conversation mini game mm-hmm. to raise their stats. Those are kind of funny. There's like some little jokes in them. I some remember. of the, the, the subs- I don't I didn't watch the dates like I said, but yeah. the sub stories. A few of them are the sub stories are much more. Yeah, I, I like the sub stories. I remember liking them a lot. I also remember it has a little bit of character to them. One of isn't one of the uh, is it this or is it in zero that one of the uh, hostesses is the Gangoro fashion woman? That's probably I that... you're thinking of. Yeah, she's in this. That's game. in this game, right? Yep. Not not in zero. Yeah. Um, I did not know. Or that. the what's it? Oh, she's a uh, was it Gyaru? Is that what it's called? I don't remember. It, yeah, I don't know my Japanese uh, fashion. I think it's closer to Gyaru well. because that's like. The more tanned, whereas Gangoro is like deep tan with uh, blonde hair, and that's not Aika. Aika's just more yeah. Gyaru with her, her her tan face. 
yes. It's a... Uh, I might uh, be getting this completely well, wrong, by the way, but... <laughs> I, 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 I think you're right. It sounds That sounds right to me. Um, and her, her sub-story is about her, like, her style. I remember that. Well, her sub-story um, is, like, more about um, the life of a hostess being seedy or not kind of thing, mm-hmm. because she has yeah. a friend, and her and that friend's mom is like, oh, you can't be in this lifestyle. It's, it'll chew you up and spit you out. It's a bunch of degenerates, and basically, Kiryu and I could teach them, no, we're not degenerates. We're nice people. And that's it, really. <laughs> but that's their... That's, uh, they're nice... Do we want to just like go through the plot of the the cavalry yeah. now? Uh, yeah, it, well, think... it, it's pretty simple. Buono introduces you to the uh, the structure of this whole thing. The, there's the Fresh League, the Paradise League, Executive League, uh, Millionaire, Millionaire League, and then the the, the, the final the final round. And of course, all of these leagues are dominated by some club or another in the Kanzaki group. Mm-hmm. Right, they're all they're all working under one, uh, and of course, the top club is club sunshine yes which i love that i love that the it's like you're you've you've created a monster like mm-hmm. you if you play zero it's very fun and kind of almost rewarding to to know that like you have <laughs> you've created your own final boss yeah, fight. yeah this is the this is the soul of cinder in dark souls 3 you're fighting yourself right for a previous yeah game. you're fighting your past past players um yeah. though there is a little more to it because i remember because uh, we also inexplicably we we meet up with Yoda, the manager yeah. from from Zero again, the, the character that I could not have possibly predicted would come back. Yoda, yeah, that yeah, was we'll, we'll meet up a, with that him was again. a sidewinder, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. So we start with the Fresh League with uh, fuck, I don't remember the names. Any well, of you don't want to start with Koyuki. One. Have we even talked about Koyuki yet? Because she's basically the. Uh, Right, Koyuki's the Koyuki's the cool. New... I, I like that she's not as uh, abused as Yuki was in Yakuza Zero. I mean, or in a way, she is the new Yuki because I mean, she still has the same kanji in her name that Yuki does. They both have the kanji for snow in their name. <laughs> I mean, isn't mm-hmm. Ko? I mean, I don't know what the kanji is, but Ko is often yeah. like, the Ko kanji is like young or child, a so feminine like little. little I think is what they little. Use her she's as. little Yuki. She's little snow. Yeah, yeah. whereas Yuki is snow. She's I like, like, I like uh, Koyuki a lot because every yeah. time the villain leaves, she's just like, "And stay out, get out she of here." The, I hope the yep. fucking, I hope the door whacks that stick further up your ass. <laughs> got an attitude, she does the attitude, uh, uh, what is it? You pull you pull your eyelid down and stick your tongue oh, yeah, out, but they didn't want to animate that, mm-hmm. so you just see it from behind. <laughs> <laughs> they, <laughs> you really have to respect. Uh, RGG's commitment to to never ever ever animating anything outside of a cutscene. I, I genuinely love it. Like they have been reusing the same gestures in like every game. Like there's the one where you they put their fist up and like shake it like yes. yes. And there's the like uh, the snap and point one. That one shows up mm-hmm. in like every game. It's just like if they don't have one of their stock animations for anything that they need it's very rare that they're going to make one like the fact that they had all those original animations for the uh the order of, of uh moon on hotep sub story all of those animations are original and unique and then you're like well i can't believe they made those and then of course of course of course they end up showing up in later games pretty much reuse them every back. single game following <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's like well we got to bring this cult back so we can do the animations again so we can use Economical, these animations again you, know? you, gotta, not, it's, you gotta keep your budget in mind not, Exactly. They, I, I appreciate that. I mean, 
they they reuse they things a lot and that's why they can make these games come the, out yeah it, it is very economical the... and like i i do it's 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 fun to make fun of but i do appreciate it uh, yeah i mean <laughs> I, I, I like to think that they're they're animators and and uh you know the people who are making the the like maps and stuff are not being <laughs> ground into paste by the process as much as some other games mm. might uh which is good Oh, have we mentioned the the joke? I mean, you mentioned Sunshine is the original and Foreshine is the sequel, but have you mentioned like the joke being that San is three in Japanese? So it's basically three oh, shine sunshine. and then four shine. Oh, uh, I don't know you haven't mentioned that. Japanese. I don't. That's clever. That is clever. <laughs> I also doesn't uh doesn't isn't there an ongoing bit about the like Club Foreshine uh like secret handshake that Kiryu hates doing. Oh yeah, the pose that they do. They only do it like twice in the whole thing. They do it twice, beginning at the end, yeah. Yeah. Uh but he gets into it by the end of it. Yeah. Let's get this the the story going. Um let's actually do these sub stories as we go for like the platform. For each each woman, yeah. uh, Yeah, so Koyuki's is uh, is first up. It's Operation Panty Bait. Yep. Uh, Operation Panty oh Bait, and the drop of the title is just a... perfect because it's right after Koyuki says, "We're calling it Operation Panty oh, yeah, Bait." Yeah, the, the... Title drop. <laughs> yeah, that's a that's a very good uh, sub story title drop. I love that. Um, so yeah, Koyuki's like told you about on, on your dates about this guy who's been going around stealing panties, causing a ruckus. So she's like, "Okay, I've I've come up with a plan. I've got these pair of panties, They're just fresh. I have not worn them. Don't worry." Uh, <laughs> right here with a bear on the ass. We're gonna put them on this bench here, and then we're gonna go and just stake it out and uh, wait for the guy to come along and uh, be a pervert about them. Just on the middle of the footpath. Yep. Oh yeah, in front of the river. In um, front of everybody, basically. Yeah. So you just go and wait, and guys will come up to the 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 panties. They will bend down and gingerly pick them up with both their hands, just cradle these panties, and you need to decide. You'll get a dialogue choice. Do you want to confront this man or not? Uh, and you need to do this, this is... like four times before the actual guy shows up. Reminded incredibly of that that one that one sub story in Yakuza Seven where it's just like five people lining up and you have to figure out which one of them is is which one of them is pissing, pissing and in the river, yeah. yep. <laughs> And they're all they're all doing the same pose. Absolutely. Uh, but yeah, they they gingerly pick up the panties, but most of them, like the first four guys, just they'll just inspect them just look at them and then place them back down but by the still if, I, them walking up, down, if I was weird. walking down the street yeah if they i walked down the street up. and i just saw any kind of underwear sitting on a bench i would say ew gross touching that. Underwear, no. i'm not touching that all of these people should be busted for for pervert crimes basically <laughs> they all have it coming you don't pick them up even if you're like oh what is that what am i i don't re- oh okay let me oh, there's just a bear be on, on my way Whoa, okay yeah why are you touching them Etchy sketchy, no touchy. That's a Koyuki line, <laughs> by the way. She says that, or rather, that's a localized line. <laughs> yeah, the the fifth guy, the fifth guy, you decide to confront him. I don't know if there's anything that you're supposed to like a tell that you're supposed to get because he doesn't actually start doing anything. That's when he sticks his face in it. Yeah, but he does that. He does that after you decide to like confront him. I think. Uh, um. Yeah, you can also just watch him, and he'll do it then too. Okay. Mm. So, yeah. So you confront him. He's it doesn't his take. Face it doesn't take. A, him it doesn't take Sherlock Holmes to to crack this case. Right. <laughs> Here you have to go into his mind palace and figure out who this man is. Uh, yeah. The, he's just rubbing his face in these panties, and you're like, okay, hey, 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 stop that, buddy. Who are you, you pervert? 
Uh, it turns out this is a guy, This is he used to be a regular at Club Forshawn, but they had to kick him out because he was weird. Uh... So he's like, okay, uh, you got me, but also I'm gonna I'm gonna kill you. Uh, you beat him up. He runs away. How sad is he it promises... that there's more combat? How sad is it that there's more fighting in Cabaret Grand Prix than there is in? Uh... There are, yeah. <laughs> there's more fights than in Machima Construction. The one, the the one that's about fighting people. Well, you didn't cover the actual revelation too. Is that um, it wasn't Koyuki's panties? It was her grandmother's panties. Oh right, right. Was it was her grandma's. So half that well, humiliation was yeah. what sent him packing as well. Yeah. So yeah, and her grandma happens to be here, and she's like, "Hey, Sonny, are up. you into older women?" <laughs> uh, and he he runs away. It's the obitarian again. Yeah, it's the obitarian. Uh, and at the end of the, the, the sub story, everybody, everything's wrapped up. The guy's no longer going to be a pervert publicly, at least. Uh, and Koyuki walk, starts walking away, but Kiryu notices she left the panties on the ground. You just left your grandma's underwear here. What are you going to, so you, you get a dialogue choice here. You, you can pick them up. I think you can stick your face in them. I think that's another one. Or you can throw them. You can um, stash them, throw them or face plant them. Right, right, that's right, the act, right. That's the exact terms they use, faceplant. The, the video yeah, I, I watched threw them. <laughs> what did they throw? Like the the most cur- no, he picks them up and just throws them further down the walkway. Kiryu, like, yeah, towards Kiryu seems Koyuki. like a person that would Why? be like, I do not want to be touching these for any more seconds than I than I currently am. So I, I can imagine he'd be like, just I will throw them as hard as I can just... Just to get this out of, just to get this awkward situation out of my, uh, out of my brain. He throws them like towards Koyuki, so Koyuki turns around and she sees that Kiryu has been messing with these panties. Uh, yeah, and she freaks out and runs away, and that's the, the end of the sub story. She says, "Oh no, you pervert! I didn't know that you were such a weirdo, uh, manager Kiryu." Yeah, it's basically um, the same thing if you face plants him too. But yeah, she must notice in all uh, possible choices. Imagine that. Uh, yeah, so then you go up against the, the first club. I don't remember Fresh what it's League. called. The Fresh League. Yeah, uh, in, I don't remember the, the actual League. name of the club. but Yeah, yeah but the, the the girl's name is Kana. Yep. Uh, and, and she her deal is that she's just really cute. She's like real fresh on the scene, but she's, she's a really hard worker. Real go-getter. Yeah. And you don't have like the, the like in the uh, the, the club czar minigame in zero where you have the club owner and the the girl it's just the oh, girl no, it's, it's all kanzaki it's all the kanzaki group so he shows up every yeah. time yeah it's just kanzaki uh yeah you you battle her you beat her and then yeah kanzaki abandons her and also she gets like chewed out by these two girls who work at the club who are like hey you you, you uh, got us kicked out of the kanzaki group we're gonna get lose our jobs we we thought we could just cruise with you at the helm but you obviously weren't working very hard either and Kana says, well, no, no, I was working really hard out there. I didn't know that you were being lazy. What the hell? That's really fucked up. <laughs> uh, and, and Kiryu, like, scares scares the girls off. Or Koyuki does. It's Koyuki, um, yeah. And that's yeah, what Kiryu, leads to them. Koyuki, Koyuki fires her gun three times in the air and scares them <laughs> off. But that's what leads get to the whole idea of just accepting the new hostesses after they're done. Because, you know, it's Forshine's just such a nicer place to work. What with, you know, the very nice people and kiryu just standing there menacingly in his tux so kiryu is like the yeah i don't that's that's the thing right is like with kiryu is your i mean he's manager he's more of the the bouncer i guess or manager yeah yeah he's he's not there is no conflict that will be happening and and unlike kiryu you know if that one guy uh from yakuza zero the pharmaceutical executive showed up and he was like (laughs) 
Oh, I'll pour this wine all over your head. That man would be deep in the emergency room in 30 yeah. seconds. Or the like, river. He'd cure you. Yeah, or he'd be... <laughs> if he had tried yeah, to pull an ice no... pick on Kiryu, he would have ended up with the ice pick, like, embedded in his abdomen. Kiryu <laughs> does not understand that the customer is, is God. Yeah. Like, there's no okay, question sama about that. Sama. Yeah, he does not. He doesn't. Yeah, I don't think he believes in that at all. Not the same way Majima does, of course. No. For Majima, it's, it's biblical, really, that uh, connection. Yeah. Well, only only under the facade of him trying to get out of get the hell out of the grant. But yeah, Ka- Kana decides to cl- join Club Forshine because, as it, as was the case with Club Sunshine back in the day, uh, Forshine just has way better vibes than anything under the Kanzaki group. Yeah, it is. It is. That is really what you're. You're. You're not. It's not the best pay. It's not the most popular club. It's just the vibes are really nice. Uh, and there's a big strong man that will keep the creepy the creepos away. Handy. Um, yeah. Kind of sub stories is simultaneously not very interesting, but also quite interesting for one particular aspect. I don't know if you wanted oh, yeah? to talk about it yet, but um, yeah, no, sure, you, we can go ahead and talk about it. But I mean, kind of sub story is pretty simple. It's like she meets a friend who is going to another club. They're being she's being bullied. Uh, bad guy shows up and Th- Kiryu this ends is up yeah. This him. is one of the girls from from before that was like right. getting on her ass. Yeah, but. I've been playing, you know, Yakuza games forever. I have dated every single hostess in the series, and one thing that Kana does that no other hostess I've ever I, seen. Yeah, do, I noticed this. I noticed you this. noticed this too. It's when um, the bad guy shows up and you know makes a move on Kana and her friends. Kana actually puts her fist up like she's actually going she to fight him. Up. She's she, she's she's getting ready this to throw is disappointing. hands. I mean, we had you never just. I mean, hey, we never don't see that. Use animation, just just like doubles fight. Yep. Give Kana the Sayama's animation exactly. <laughs> Let's fucking but it's know. like, but that's just it. It's it's so weird because like even I mean I hate to spoil it a little bit, but there's a hostess much later in the series who is a wrestler and she refuses to fight because it would tarnish her image as a wrestler to uh, get involved in a street fight. But, you know, here, Kana's just ready to put up her hand. She doesn't actually. Kiryu does step in and does the fight, but still, it's so wild. I never expected that. That's the that. thing about Kiryu is, is that his, uh, his, his views on, like, it's, it, he, he's a kind of person that, that has a very, like, traditionalist perspective on, on women, I think, uh, that never really comes up or, like, is is portrayed as like a problem right because it's cause not Kiryu, I mean, religiously would not ever like even you know is gamified at certain aspects that kiryu does not fight with he does not like, strike women not, ever yeah he does not re- he just refuses never gonna to be in it. tekken or smash brothers folks because nope. exactly those that they literally not happening negoshi negoshi said that he will not show up in fighting games because of how dedicated they are to kiryu not fighting women um, but that also means that but outside of very few, like, edge cases, even if a person is, like, you know, defending themselves or whatever, he's just like, no, you don't need to do this. Uh, I only can think of Sayama, really, as the only woman that he ever, like, fights alongside. Uh, and even still, right. many, many times in this game, he's like, you don't need to fight, I'll take care of it mm-hmm. for you. Go sit down over there. Uh, so, I don't know. I think you need to work on that, Kiryu. There's plenty of people... There's plenty of women who are capable fighters, uh, and I don't think I think you should let Kana Granny White. Kick ass with it's you. Granny White. Yeah. Granny White. There's Granny White. I mean, you know, this Granny is why White. Ichiban is such a great protagonist, is because he's equal opportunity for letting. Yeah, uh, he says everyone can join the party. Exactly. Yeah, but that's but that's Kana's sub story. It's it's pretty bog standard, except for that one 
that, those two seconds. Yeah, it's really interesting. Yeah. But yeah. um, uh, it, so what's what's next? Yeah, the, next. The, the next one up is Ika. Yeah, yeah, the party queen. Yeah, her deal is just she's really good at partying. She, she mean, can throw a better party than anyone. Yeah, again, another pretty standard setup. <laughs> and they go through the whole emotions of that. And uh, we talked about Ika's sub story already. Basically, just her being involved with another friend hostess whose mom disapproves. And at the end of the day, they all go to Forshine, and Ika shows them all a great time, uh, including you know the the other hostess and her mother. And apparently, mm-hmm. Ika is such a great party queen, and you know that everyone's pretty much like best friends at the end of it. And then they're like, hey, off screen, that was pretty wild that uh, that woman's mother said that she was also a hostess back in the day, and that's why she doesn't want her daughter to do that. Right. There's, oh, yeah, I remember There's that. always a dark past involved somewhere. There's <laughs> always a dark past. It's like in, in Yakuza Zero, there was that substory at the end of the Cabaret Club substory where it's like, my mom was a hostess, and she was so busy working, and she died. That's and why that's I'm why killing all these other people. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, I do like uh, the, the, the finale of the Paradise League, where Aika is just, like, really sassy. Uh, Kanzaki, like, where right. like you need to show them what fear really means, Ika, and Ika's just like, whatever, I don't care, I'm gonna have fun. I love, I do like, yeah, I like the uh, Kiryu sort of assembling this this motley crew of of hostesses. Well, the Rangers all have really. their own distinct, uh, yeah, because they're all <laughs> the, color coded. Kind of, they are, yeah, and they all have their own unique outfits and style yep. and stuff. Though you can, of course, you can you change know. everything. You can make them. That's a shame, though, because green haired, like pigtailed like, weirdos. Yeah. <laughs> give them like the bunny the, ears and big glasses yeah, bunny and, ears and stuff yeah and, have them walk around uh, in school uniforms or uh yeah, for, the, for the weirdos uh what i was gonna say is that uh I, I feel like we talk about this every time we talk about uh the concept of these these clubs of just like there are people who would pay a lot of money for uh yeah, for this experience of like sitting down with a with a with a person and having them be chatted up, uh, I would personally pay money to avoid. <laughs> if someone was like, if I went to a restaurant <laughs> and someone was like, and then the hostess is going to sit down at your table and talk to you, be like, how much do I have to pay for, for you that to go to away? Not <laughs> yeah, yeah. How please. much do I have to pay to I'd make like this to eat not in, happen? I'd like to please. drink in peace. Thanks. <laughs> I would never actively seek out this experience in my life. That would be. It would be horrific, and it's not just because. And like of the there language are people barrier. that go there like with their friends too, and it's like, why don't you just talk to your friends? I don't know. Like, what? I what think do you do? I get it. In a way, it's, also, I, there's a lot of status about it too. Like, you know, companies and businesses will throw these parties for yeah. clients or whatever, so there's a bit of status element to it as well. Yeah, just be yeah, seen true, there. <laughs> I just the idea of like spending money, a lot of money, on something that that I personally find wholly yep. <laughs> t- terrible, just something that I really gives me anxiety to think about. Uh, but I mean, I guess folks. Also, yeah, people pay a lot of money to skydive too, so I guess it makes somewhat sense. I think it'd be a thing, and I hate being recorded on this, but I think it'd be a thing I would try once. I would like it, go to Japan, go to a cabaret club, <laughs> and then. Never I don't again. even know if I I've heard that like the cabaret club or the or the hostess club host clubs are are like not as like they're much less of a thing than they they used to be back in the day. Yeah, is that it? Right. Um, yeah, that's what I've heard. Uh, it's like that's the other thing of like oh, uh, when I went there, I I was uh, there was a lot of ads for like made cafes. Oh, of course. And I was just like, please, please no, <laughs> I don't want to go in there. Uh, I just the idea of the idea of this this social interaction frightens me. Mm. Um, I think I think it, for me it's the idea of like a paid, like a paid social interaction. No, yeah, I get it. like the 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 thing of like 
you are you are paying for the conversation you are paying for this person to talk to you yeah like it's like paying someone for, to be on your arm sort. for some kind of function you know just someone to be your yeah date. it's it's i, I like, mean i guess it's like not a, like it's kind of the same impulse that you know is like i'm gonna give this person on twitch like 10 bucks so they'll say my name out loud and say thank you like yeah and i i think that's odd too uh, well, do you know, no, yeah, I have a Patreon where people where people pay us money to say their names in the middle That's of the episode, true. so I can't really That's say true. anything. Uh, <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, but like, uh, in this in this regard, like you know, there's plenty of jobs where making conversation is kind of an inherent part of it. Like, I think you know, if you get your hair cut, uh, generally that doesn't happen in complete silence. I, though I do want to slightly uh, make fun of my brother here that I know that when he was younger. He would specifically ask for the them to not talk to him. <laughs> Please do not speak to me. I do not want to talk to you right now. Maybe it hits differently for uh, us gamer types. <laughs> uh, is that, is that Sam or is that other brother? It was Sam. Yeah, it was Sam. It was Sam. Okay. It's it, it, it sounds like something Sam would say, does it not? I mean, yeah, I assumed it was Sam, but I did I didn't want yeah, to but... be that mean. Uh, <laughs> no. Uh, it's okay. I'm allowed to say mean things about my own brother. I'm allowed to uh, say mean up? things about your brother too. Yeah, you're also allowed to say mean things about my brother. I won't say mean things about your brother. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> uh, what's uh, what's next in store? Uh, for next the, up for is the, the executive league. Shoko mm-hmm. is the girl that uh, is up next. But first, uh, we get kind of a cut to Kanzaki with the, the remaining girls with Shoko, and he's like, "Okay, we're with you know they're they're coming up through the leagues. They're doing better than I expected. We need to execute Order sixty six. We're we're gonna we're gonna really fuck. <laughs> we're them gonna up kill this time. every single. We're gonna kill every single hostess in town. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna call up, you know the the, the governing it's like league. That, that's, it's that's like that kind of red. That kind of rad beat Takeshi cutscene, uh, style cutscene in earlier in the game where it's just like... You see Ono Michiko, Etsuko, and, and the, the, no! the headmistress getting fucking air-holed by guys on motorcycles. Koyuki walks in, yeah, just the elevator door opens up and there's just a guy waiting with a shotgun. It's horrible. <laughs> Gotta settle accounts. Yeah, especially not Ono Michiko. Please leave her alone. Please. Number one girl in my heart. Uh, so, yeah, he's like, yeah, we... we we're not gonna. We're gonna make it look like we didn't cheat, but we're definitely cheating. I'm gonna call up the governing like body for the the Cabaret Club Grand Prix, and uh, get them penalized. And you you can you can who we never see by the way. Yeah, we never see those people. We never see this governing group. Yeah, uh, but <laughs> this committee. Yeah, but he also turns to the side and he's like, "You can take care of all the the like paperwork and and cover up work for me, right, Yoda?" And yeah. you, you see it. Yoda, Yoda, Yoda not shows our up. Good yeah. friend Yoda. No. Imagine how confusing this would be if you if you hadn't played uh, if you hadn't played Zero, which I'm sure someone like surely someone has played this game who didn't play Zero, and they played like there's probably a lot of people who have played the... Zero and just don't recognize this guy because he's just like that nobody. Too. He's not he's particularly just, descriptive. He's a very yeah. generic looking NPC. Like he's just a a, a very normal looking man. With At least a, they have you know, made like him a... look exactly the same, even though 20 years have passed. Yeah, so he hasn't like, aged a single day. So it's like okay, I, he doesn't have a very distinct character design, but it's like he he is exactly the same as he was 20 years ago. So maybe you can still match him up without having to like do that mental translation. Like RGG knows that uh, that that Zero was what got. So many people on board which is why so many of the the sub stories uh in so many different games reference the events of zero in terms of like either side characters or like only in sub stories will kiryu ever mention that he did real estate one time uh so i can't imagine what this series must be like if you because i know there's some people out there who started with kiwami 
like that was where they started and then they worked forward and if you didn't play zero it'd just be really confusing there's so much missing all of this yeah. stuff there's so much missing like like i, I people i think it should be fine to be flexible yeah uh, and be able to start at whatever game you want but like oh my god if you're playing this game you really they really make you need to start with zero like mm-hmm. at this point you you miss out on so much context if you don't which is really funny because the actual main story of zero has basically no bearing on the rest of the series no but it's side stuff like though the, yeah <laughs> the side yeah the side stuff is the part that like really matters but like if you take stock of what actually happened from zero it's like the millennium tower it's the origins of the millennium tower it explains uh who uh masaru sarah is and why he's the chairman which no one literally doesn't matter at all like he could have been anyone and uh that's gives some characterization of dojima yeah it gives like a little bit of characterization of dojima as like why he's this wash up and that's basically it pretty much yeah Pretty much, uh, but then all of the sub-story stuff with the Pocket Circuit Fighter and the Cabaret Club and Yuki and Yoda. And Moon on Yeah, Moon on like all of these things keep coming back and it's like, wait. None of the real estate stuff comes back, actually. I mean, they none mentioned, of the re- yeah. Uh, yeah, like Kiryu mentions Kiryu. that he's a re- he was a real estate yeah. guy sometimes, but none of those characters like get reintroduced. No. It's like, hey, remember me? I'm the Leisure King. Yeah, the, leisure, the leisure king and like, the fucking yeah the uh, the electronics king is gonna come back in in uh, in the next Yakuza like a dragon game like a dragon two that he'll be he'll be one of the the party members. Please no. Yeah, Poor let's, Shoko. let's get back to Cowboy okay. Club. <laughs> yeah, uh, next up is Shoko. She's called the perfect queen because she always has her smile on. She never fucks up. Uh, and yeah, like that's just who she is. She's like a robot. When you met kinda. Shoko. When you met Shoko, did you like instantly predict what her sub story was going to be about? Oh, not at all. Yeah, I, I don't think you can predict what her sub story is going to be. Well, about. sorry, I should say I thought I was so sure that it was going to be a thing, and, and I I haven't played this in a while. Yeah. Of like, uh, oh, everyone says I'm like the perfect perfect, but what if I'm not? Like, what if I'm just a person too? How could I be perfect all the time? Right. I mean, that's not, that even not even really her sub story. That's just kind of the revelation that she comes to at the end of the Executive League. Yeah, uh, that's her story. So, uh, okay, fair enough, but that that does happen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like Shoko, yeah, she's the perfect queen. She also she nobody's ever seen her not smiling. You need to kick her ass. But also this pe- this penalization comes into play. You're yep. only allowed to use six hostesses while you're in the executive league instead of the usual uh, eight. This yeah, is, yeah. This is actually really fun and kind really of stressful hard. because yeah, there are six seats in the club. So mm-hmm. this is really stretching you thin. You don't really have any wiggle room. Like you, you, you need to, to assign like, your girls correctly. I remember it was kind of a thing where you have to just sort of do damage control sometimes to be like, well, someone's going to be miserable, so I need to put yeah. like the best, worst, the least worst choice with them until my good choice is done, and then I'll swap her in. Yeah, fix it. Like that. I like I like that. I like when it puts a. Oh well, yeah, a there's not a lot of it. situations yeah. where like because you can swap the girls out mid session. There's not a yep. lot of situations where you need to do that. This will force you to do that more. Yeah, um, because you you wanna you you wanna just like <laughs> yeah, it is just damage control. Um, this is also where uh the like fever time, the one that like locks things and are like what it puts them up to like a big smiley face as yeah. opposed to whatever that comes in s- super handy in in this one just because it's like a nice mm-hmm. sort of 
a nice alternative or a, a backup just in case you need it. It really speaks to, you yeah. know, the, the way we can talk about it like this. It's actually a really good minigame. I mean, a lot it of is. people I responded really, like really well no, to yeah. the Cabaret Club minigame. This could be like a good, like, mobile game, like the, this Cabaret. Thing. Yeah, I think so. I think it needs a little... Well, it, it, yeah, if it had like a little more. bit more to it, like yeah, it would be a good mobile game. I think like maybe like I would think something like you get to design the layout of your club or something. Yeah, that'd be nice. That could impact. Yeah, that that would like or impact character like set the me- like mood. set the menu or the drinks or mm-hmm. something just to, just to give it a little more. But for something that's within the the game, I think it actually is quite not fleshed out, but it's entertaining for sure. Uh, what I was gonna say is. Uh, that if you play up oh i played kimami 2 what a great game let's move on to yakuza 3 oh it has cabaret in it too this one should i like cabaret let's go oh, oh no it's not great this is the worst this is the worst mini game in the entire series <laughs> oh i never I even think, attempted the, it in three or four. Oh, me neither there's a reason uh, why my god has a session called quick and dirty strategy if you just want to get because <laughs> i knew. i would i would rather uh, spend an hour playing uh, patchy slots, then spend thirty minutes doing Jesus Christ. is a three cabaret club. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we'll oh, yeah. we'll have a whole a whole episode on every single patchy slot machine that's in Yakuza oh, Seven up. when we no, get to yeah. it. Um, we'll talk about the like Konami uh, Snake Eater patchy slot machine. God, that would be great if they threw those in there. No, I don't know about that. <laughs> More just kind of make me sad. True. Does has Konami made a Yu Gi Oh patchy slot machine? That's a good question, actually. Because, I don't know. Because it's, like, the people who manufacture gambling machines are not even remotely hesitant to use, like, family-friendly properties. Yu-Gi-Oh! Uh, Pachinko. Uh, I am be. seeing one. I am seeing one. It's got it's yeah. got Yugi, it's got Jaden, it's got uh, the guy from 5Ds. I'm sorry, I don't know who that is yet. I mean, like, uh, Yu-Gi-Oh! Yu-Gi-Oh! Patchy Slot is... On is more appropriate than any of the other Konami. Oh, here's like, a Bomberman one. That's cool. <laughs> like Yu-Gi-Oh! I mean, you know, uh, the the Pharaoh is a, like a gambling gaming. It's true, man. Yeah. Right? Kind of makes there, sense. I think there is a Pachinko episode in season zero, if I'm not mistaken. It's God, been a long time I, since we talked about season zero. What, a, what an <laughs> what an inscrutable game Patchy Slots is. I will never understand how it works. But there is uh, also so a, call, the... a card called Speedroid Pajingo Cart. <laughs> <laughs> I love that game. So we've we've got a uh, we've we've got the Executive League six hostesses versus Shoko the Perfect Queen. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yes. You, you still you, you still overcome the challenge. Yeah, you win, uh, and that's it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And Shoko joins your team. Yeah, Kanzaki, you know, kicks her to the curb, and she says, "Well." Uh yeah yeah she's kind of stressed out she she stops smiling for once and everybody's oh, like, no. yeah like hey it's it sucks that you're you know stressed out like this that you were so stressed out on the floor but it, it, this is the more genuine expression of you than you know smiling all the time and suppressing your emotions. Mm-hmm. Shoko's so, like, origin story was a guy said you should smile more sweaty haha and then she said okay I will never stop. That's I mean you're Pretty not much. far off honestly. Like that um, might, like literally that's probably what happened. No, she says like she she was trying to be herself once and then some guy got drunk and rowdy with her and she decided from now on I'm going to suppress my emotions and just be happy all the time. Uh so, Happy little yeah, robot. Basically, mm-hmm. I mean, I mean, I mean, I mean that is kind of what jobs ask you to do a lot of time, isn't it? 
Yeah. Like depending on where you really work, speaks like, to the general. Yeah, have a have a have a smile on your face and customer just, service. Just suppress all of your mm-hmm. yeah. That's that's kind of what customer service. And then this is. guy with an eye patch told me the customer is God. <laughs> he <laughs> he told me smile the customer is God. Time. So if he tells you to smile, then you gotta smile. That's like one of the commandments. Has it been posted on the Discord yet? The meme that's been going around that of course Majima is crazy. He he's gone through customer service for so many years. <laughs> oh my God, you're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He'll just spend a year doing customer service with Sagawa as his, his manager. Yeah, that is like what two years as Cabaret Grand Manager, and yeah, like he he took it further. Uh, than anyone on the on the last episode of Kylex Y that we recorded, uh, we spent a lot of time talking about customer service because it was a customer service themed episode. Oh wow! And yeah, no one and none none of my horror stories involved a guy dumping bottles of, bottles of wine on my head. Oh, so God. I think Majima really got out of it. <laughs> he really the fact that he got out of it alive at all is uh, yeah, it's admirable. Yeah. Thankfully, my my years working at customer service, I never really dealt with anyone rude. Um, that's well, good. I'm very, ha- I'm very like happy for you when but... I mean it. I never got into TV levels of uh, interactions with customers. It just, you know, sometimes someone just starts making faces at you, or, you know, uh, starts saying rude stuff, and that's all you can do is just ride it out and hope it doesn't, and try not to let it get to you too much. But, yeah, having mm. having someone yell in your face uh, about something that isn't your fault is just like the worst. The yeah, worst yeah. Thing. I, mean, it, yeah. I worked in a grocery store, like primarily stocking and like bagging. I think cashiers probably get a lot more abuse. Mm-hmm. My brother works as a cashier yeah, in the same store, and he's been, he's he's had some horror stories for me. Um, mm-hmm. I feel like it's I feel like food service where I, where I spent most of my time. Oh yeah, food probably, service is uh, probably that, the yeah, that seems like the one that you get the worst people. Uh, oh yeah, like working in a fast food, like you you worked at Shake Shack. Like that's yeah. uh, Shake Shack wasn't as bad as Einstein's. Einstein's has was mostly older, affluent people, and they were just oh, like no. <laughs> the worst people. Okay, I I, I had like a, a two and a half hour podcast where this was all it was. We need to move on. Probably should. I can't. Yeah. I can't. Every 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 podcast I do now is just me talking about my job at Einstein's. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, <laughs> this is what you're known for now. Yeah, yeah. yeah you you and your you and your brother just sharing war me stories from Einstein's. Bagel uh, boys, yeah. Yeah, so Shoko's sub story is pretty cool. She actually she signed up for a manga competition. Yeah, she, I remember this one. Yeah, yeah this, this one's, one's great. Pretty, pretty cute. I like this one. Yeah, it's she, just cute. So she made she made a manga and she turned it into this this magazine and then like she she told you about it later today. They're gonna have they're gonna like reveal who the winner was. So Kiryu offers to you know take her out to the magazine shop you know before work, uh you know just to like help her steal her nerves. She gets the magazine, she she opens it up, and she didn't win. She didn't yeah. win. But she gets a phone call. Uh, as it turns out, there are two other awards for, like, Best Upcoming Artist and, uh, like, the Judge's Choice Award. And they need to see her in person to talk about those. Mm-hmm. So you go with her to this office. And I'm thinking this is going to be a scam. It doesn't turn out to be, thankfully. Nope. Yeah, um, it really sounds like it's going to be a thing where, you know... Kiryu needs to bust some heads. Not today, though. No, yeah, I think this is the Just only one where you once, don't fight anyone. One of the one <laughs> of the only times in the entire series where 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 Kiryu doesn't have to bust a head at the end of what a shady a shady scam. But yeah, the 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 thing with these other two awards is that to pick them, they they have contacted all of the artists who are in the running for it and said, okay. It's just the Judge's Choice Award at this point that's left. And they, they say, okay, we need you to make a manga about the thing that, like, matters the most to you. And we need it by today. Like, you know, it's due tonight. 
because we want to see how you perform, like how much soul you're able to exert under pressure. Uh, we want to so, see how much we can squeeze from you now, so we yeah, know later yeah. on we can do it. We can keep doing it. Yeah, we want to know like how how much of a stressful like deadline we can put you under, so we yeah we can publish you later and cause uh, health problems later in life. I was gonna say, you know, th- thinking of Kentaro Mura, it's like you oh think of God, that. And yeah. it's clearly that's the work that did him in. You know, so mm-hmm. yeah, I I I honestly can't believe that. Uh, Echiro Oda is still alive after what the uh, he is he has been doing for what thirty years now. He's a machine, that years. guy. Yeah, I don't think that guy is. I don't think he's a, a person. I don't think he's, he's an a, android. I think he might be an mm. an, yeah. He uh, apparently Oda one time put out a hiring ad for like a, an assistant, and he said that it, one of the job requirements is willingness to die for One Piece. <laughs> so uh, uh, I guess that kind of speaks to what kind of person he is. That sounds awful. <laughs> Yeah, it is kind of awful. It's kind of an awful job. On the other hand, I I, I hear that the hunter hunter guy really teaches his assist like uh, his assistants with like a lot of respect and like pays them pretty yep. well. For the yeah, industry. I believe it. Hunter hunter good. Uh, wow. Hunter hunter Read is it. good. Uh, you, yeah, you you never finished it, jackass. Yeah, I haven't finished it. I haven't. No, uh, it's a lot. He's gone through his own own health issues too, hasn't he? Though. But yeah, he does have health issues. Uh, he has like really bad. Uh, that's like, the thing is like problems, when think. there's manga manga artists that's like either they write nonstop weekly for their entire career and suffer you know health problems and and stress and whatever, or they uh, they go like take big long hiatuses or go monthly like uh, Araki does for JoJo, which mm-hmm. uh, I support. I, I as much as I agonize. Uh, waiting part eight it's good it's, it'll end eventually it's it's yeah it's the, the fact that like each chapter of part eight takes a month to come out and it means that the story moves very slowly i've been out of part eight for a while but i worry i'm not don't have i'm not even that far behind <laughs> mm, yeah the story is has really moved forward a lot but like that's good the the monthly format is good because the art is very very nice and also i i take solace knowing that that uh that an artist i enjoy does not have to grind his bones to dust right every single week to try to get the comic out spend soul points to get art out mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and uh let's let's hope anyways the best that, that's our, not our what this sub story is about but <laughs> you know, we'll hope the best for shoko in the future uh i i hope that you know she gets a nice job in the manga industry and uh, doesn't do that to herself uh but she she yeah so you go back to club four shine uh, to because she needs to decide like what she cares about most for this manga thing. She needs inspire inspiration. Yeah, you you suggest just going back to Club Four Shine. She'll probably you know she'll find inspiration there. You show up and there's a comedic scene happening as always. Uh, Yuki has baked a cake. One of their regulars. It's his birthday and he's gonna come in here to celebrate. So she baked a big fat cake for him. Uh, it, it looks delicious. But uh, Koyuki points out, hey, this bottle here. This doesn't say sugar on it. This says salt. Oh you didn't my god, the classic mix-up. You didn't put uh, this in the cake, did you? We've all done this. That's the thing. I, uh, I was, you know that shows up in, like, every cartoon? Mm-hmm. Of, like, I'm gonna make a cookie or a cake, and I, I oh, I mixed up the salt and the sugar. Uh, and you always think, how does anyone ever do that? And then you accidentally almost do yeah, it. you do it yourself, you do and then it's like, oh, because, that's how. <laughs> oh, wow. I, I mean, the big problem comes when they're not in their original bags. Mm. That's where that's mm-hmm. where the mistake really comes up. But it can happen. It really can. 
Just be just be careful, folks. Warning to everyone listening now. Just make yeah, sure this you is, check. This is the 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 uh, PSA portion of our podcast. You 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 think it's gonna happen? You think it's only something that happens in cartoons, but it really can happen. And knowing is half the battle. Yeah, knowing is half the battle. But yeah, the, this nasty ass cake with with a bunch of salt in it. Ika does take a taste of it. It is in fact salty. She basically uh, collapses. Yuki, yeah, Yuki is um, like, uh oh. Well, <laughs> we can't do this. This is gonna like, this gonna is probably kill gonna kill him with a sodium overdose. Uh, so we, we got to come up with some other uh, plan. And they're just like fussing about all this. And Sh- Shoko's just looking at this and like, oh, okay. This this is kind of. This will have to do, I guess. This is a place that I care about. You know, they took me in. The vibes here are great. I love it. I think I'm gonna, you know, I, I, I she's struck with inspiration, and right then and there, she she draws the the manga. Uh, you don't get to see it, of course. That well, you did see her draw <laughs> uh, from the reverse angle, though, which is actually kind of nice. No, yeah, you do. She does have a piece of paper and a pencil, and you see her yeah. drawing, but you don't see the drawing. No, you don't see it. You uh, see the drawing, and it looks like uh, it looks like one of uh, like a like a middle schooler drew it. <laughs> Shoko, why'd you give everyone Ono Michio's head? What's that all about? <laughs> yeah, he <laughs> sees you to draw. <laughs> or it's like a it's like a Boingo's or Oingo's manga from oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. from part three. It just looks like really grotesque and and upsetting. God, that was upsetting. It really is wild. <laughs> I, I do love it though. It's just such a. It's, such it's a so remarkable for that style. for that reason alone. Boingo uh-huh. Shoko Kombi. Ooh. So yeah, she she does this and she sends it in. Uh, and Kiryu checks back in the next day. Like you actually have to like leave the club and come back. Uh, Which is weird. It doesn't resolve right there. Everybody's gathered around. They're all clapping. They say, "Yay, hey Shoko, you did it!" And there's a big uh, the big trophy on on the on the counter. Mm-hmm. Yay! Like a Mario Kart ass trophy. Yeah, it does look like one of those, doesn't it? Yeah, I mean it's just the generic golden cup, but it, it is a yeah. about the size um, of your average rice cooker. Not you know, not ostentatious, but respectable. Got to find space for that. So we'll yeah, get she, ostentatious she, uh, later. She won the thing. Very good. Like wonderful. I hope she gets a career doing this. Not a not a stressful one that kills her though. No. Um, and that's Shoko. Next up, the Millionaire League. Jesus Yay. Christ. Uh, we're getting there. The, we're getting there. We really, we yeah, really, the, the girl, really filled this out. The, the girl in this one, she's purple. Her name is Yua. She's the national hostess. Mm-hmm. I don't remember why she's called that. Well, she's also an uh, idol. She's very idolish. In, oh, right. Uh, how everyone yeah. likes her. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's basically her uh, her character right there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So you, you, you beat this one. Uh, the, the restriction for this one is actually uh, Koyuki gets kidnapped. Uh, Kanzaki sends That's, Yoda to yeah, kidnap Koyuki, and you don't have her for this entire time, which isn't right. as big of a penalty as the other one. Yeah, was. It, it isn't isn't a penalty, but like, and you don't you don't have you... the six hostess limit anymore. Right. So this is just yeah. Depending on how you like played this, if you were really just investing into your main mm-hmm. group, it is a little tricky. But I mean, it's way less. Yeah. Well, hard I mean, than... at this point, you have three other platinum hostesses and like this probably a stable yeah, of exactly. golds and like Ono Michiko. So, it's probably fine. And again, it's poetry. It rhymes. This happened in Yakuza Zero with Yuki as well. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Y- Yuki even mentions this uh, when, yep. when you get to the final. She's like, "Kyuki's been gone for a while, and it sure would be a shame to like go up against Yua with you know without her." Uh, do you think she might have gotten kidnapped? Because uh, I did once, and Yuki's like, "Ah, that's ridiculous." <laughs> um, 
He was like, wait, wait, you got kidnapped? <laughs> wait, wait, you got kidnapped one time? Uh, Yoda was the one sent to kidnap her. We do get a scene of her, like, of Koyuki on the, the, the walkway by the river. Yep, uh, and there and, is Yoda. And, yeah, she sees Yoda. So, yeah, you get to the finals, you beat, you, uh... Well, this is at the point where everything just, uh, everyone starts showing up in, in the club. Um, you know, uh, Koyuki comes back and realizes, oh, I was freed, and he, she was actually freed by Yoda, because Yoda was never actually working for Kanzaki. He was... Double agent. Right, 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 yeah. right. Yep. I was I was a double agent. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to foil Kanzaki from the inside, and then... Um, Jeez, and then a bunch of uh, hoodlums get tossed into the uh, into the club, you know, half beaten, and it's like, well, how did you know Yoda and you know organize coming out of the club sunshine? Well, we had a little bit of extra help, didn't we? And uh, of course, this is the big moments that we've all been waiting for. It's when Majima swaggers in. <laughs> yeah, it's so satisfying when you finally get to see Majima because because the whole time it's like all of these people are people that were from Majima's story, not Kiryu's story. Right. So the fact that you finally get these like reunions is satisfying, and I like it. Mm-hmm. It's like the most narratively important part of the entire whole thing. It's because of yeah. this kind of denouement between uh, Majima and Yuki. But uh, yeah. Uh, so essentially Majima shows up and, and wants to reveal that there's been a traitor in the midst of, uh, the whole entire competition and, uh, putting on his best Phoenix, right? Majima points towards the traitor. Uh, it turns out he's pointing directly at Aika and then it's like, oh yes. no, it's not exactly Aika. Like you should just step aside uh-huh. for just a second. It's the yeah, person yeah, behind like, you. Scooch <laughs> over just a little bit. It's the guy yep. behind you. And it was, it's uh, Buono. It's Buono it's Izazaki, Buono. the host, who's like. I gotta say, if Bono was a traitor and a spy, he did a really bad job because because Club Forshine did certainly keep winning throughout this entire thing. Yeah, so it's absolutely. never shown exactly what he did. Because, <laughs> like, it, it's established, like, the, the whole governing board is in Kanzaki's pocket. Like, he just seems like an announcer that doesn't do anything. So I Maybe don't... Bono's... <laughs> maybe it's the wrong way around. Maybe Bono was, was tipping the, the competition in Forshine's favor. Oh. Maybe. He was a triple agent. Machiba was here because he just wanted a fair fight at the end. But it's funny, too, because mm-hmm. Buono's like, oh, no, it wasn't me. Where's your proof? And Machiba just looks down at the guy on the floor and says, hey, is this guy a bad guy? And the guy on the floor said, yep, totally bad. <laughs> yes. And then Buono immediately takes <laughs> off for the door. Out of the just room. sprints. We haven't <laughs> described <laughs> what um, what Buono looks like. He oh, right. is... We should have uh, done that. He's got a, he's got a very shiny like silver suit yep. and his most striking feature is his uh his bright red bowl cut mm-hmm. and he does uh his signature pose is that he like he does like the dimples he, he like, pokes he in his dimples his, yeah it's he twists <laughs> it on the dimples a lot and uh i think the thing i really like about this is that once bono is out uh majima becomes the new bono yes takes his suit too and, and he put and he puts on the he, yeah he he's on what did he take did he take Bono's? just ripped yeah. it right off his back assumedly his uh he looks good in it though he shiny, makes it shiny work suit the gloves the... unfortunately too. the only thing i'm disappointed is that he's not wearing the steel toed shoes when he's, yeah. he has no, Bono's suit on. that like that like blue what that like blue green uh shirt underneath with the candy striped tie mm-hmm. it looks great on Mach- looks great on Mach- look absolutely it. looks garish on buono which is quite odd I mean, Bono is just a garish human being. True, all around. Yeah. But yeah, I, what I would say, what I would say is that probably uh, while Majima is wearing Bono's clothes, he's having his uh, his snakeskin ensemble dry cleaned because this is the first time he's ever got the opportunity in, uh, yeah. since since nineteen eighty eight that he has ever taken it off. Oh, he had to he had to like peel that off with some channel. <laughs> it's stuck. 
Ew. But yeah. So much sweat caked on. So um, it, we got Majima revealed as you know part of the story now. Kiryu is just completely aghast throughout all of this. He's like, Majima, why? How are you here? What's happening? For some reason, Majima showed up. And uh, also, Yua just kind of steps in. It's like, uh, can I join your crew too? And they're like, yeah, you're in. Cool. She's been yeah, hiding fine. behind a column like yep, this whole just time. Just hiding behind a pillar. Yeah. <laughs> Lots of hiding behind things this week. I like the I love the interactions between Majima and Yuki. He's just like, "Hey, Yuki, plain old Yuki, like always. It's you. You look older." And she's like, "Well, better than you. You look like a fucking circus act, you piece of shit. Where have you been for the last twenty years?" I love their interactions. This is like the. She's like, I remember. She's like, "You just walked out on us one day, and we were all we all thought you died. <laughs> we, we haven't seen yeah, you." It's in like forever. some stuff happened. You know it is. I, uh, yeah, you know, I was actually kind of here as a, I was in prison, kind of. This is a punishment. I'm a Yakuza, by the way. <laughs> I never told you that. And also, too, um, so, you know, Majima and Yuki get their reunion, and uh, the, the the basically the finale of this is that Kanzaki is, quote-unquote, defeated, and he's like, oh, no, I've lost everything. And then Kirara just steps up. Kirara, which is... Um, you know, Kanzaki's personal, you know, number one hostess for Sunshine, Kirara steps up and is like, hey, uh, by the way, you guys still got a grand championship you have to win, and I'm totally going to win it. I don't care about Kanzaki. All I ever really cared about was beating Yuki, so we're still having this. Yeah, battle. yeah, because the thing with Kirara is that she she joined when uh, Yuki was still at Club Sunshine, right? Uh, she she quickly became the number two girl, and she right. actually she said, she said to Yuki, like, hey, I admire you a lot. But also because I admire you so much, one day I'm going to defeat you and become the number one girl. But before that could happen, when yep. Kirara became the number two girl, uh, Yuki actually, like that same day, had to quit uh, Sunshine. Something like that. But yeah, it's another funny thing, too, because in Yakuza 0, there is actually a regular, you know, normal-faced hostess named Kirara. And it's like, oh. is this the same mm. person? They don't is look it? the same. Um, and uh, twenty years elapsing, I don't think Kirara is yeah, that like, old. Yeah, Kirara is like. <laughs> so I don't think they're the same. Yeah, no one ages in this series. Much younger than Yuki, I believe. Yeah, like, she's probably like in her twenties, uh, like late twenties at the at the most. Yeah, and um, Kirara's character trait is just that she's the best. She is the yes. number one girl oh. in Sunshine, and she's going to beat Yuki, and that's basically it. Oh, one more thing, one more thing, because I forgot to uh, bring it up. Uh, when you start the the battles, the like the ones, not the regular days of the, service, the finals, but like the, yeah, the, like yep. for yeah, it's true. We never uh, really there is a really this. really great cutscene where it's like introing the fight and Kiryu. Yeah, it's the and same the, one from Zero, the, like where they they walk yeah, at each other and they like say their they line. have the like the standoff. Uh, Kiryu's got his like arms crossed and he's like oh and then the host is like hey and then uh, Bono like pops out yeah he pops up from he's like I'm Bono and you're number one host Bono of course course, Majima replaces Bono and Mm -hmm. and he does but he still does the pose the dimples it's it's very funny Majima's very professional he's got to maintain the brand of uh, yeah he's like he's he he literally he must have been watching on he must have been watching it on TV before he decided to come down to oh absolutely because like he knew everything he knew exactly what to do as a host. He's studying. They they also reveal that they like replaced the whole governing board because those guys were under Kanzaki's thumb, but they like just cleared them out off screen. And, Whoever uh, they were, they're gone now. <laughs> mm-hmm. Majima Construction just like uh, rolled in and <laughs> took in. them all. Kanzaki was a, a worker at Club Sunshine, but eventually he just like he like somehow tricked Yoda and uh, like Yuki into becoming the manager. And then that's when he, like, sold his soul to, like, and, like, started the Kanzaki group. 
so yeah, this is when, and then Yoda eventually like went, like he initially started for shine, but then he went back to sunshine, uh, saying like, Oh, I've seen the light. You know, I see that your money is the true power here. Like I'm going to, I'm going to join up. And, but he was, he was, he was a, a Secret spy agent. the whole time. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and this is this is uh, when they decide, hey, the, we're going up against Kirara. We need to pull out the big guns. We need to get Yuki back on the field. Uh, and, and they say, yeah, all the girls bring her back into the, the, the changing room. Uh, and they, they get her all dolled up. And Yuki comes out. Does she wear the <coughs> same dress that she wore in Zero? I don't believe so. Um, Yuki's iconic dress. I know that you can unlock it or like give it to your hostesses, but I don't know if Yuki wears it herself. I don't. No, think she, she comes does. out. In a, she comes out in a blue ensemble. It's a li- it's the different style from her original. It's nice. No, it's uh, great. She looks fantastic. Yeah, yeah. When she comes out, uh, you you do get a dialogue choice. She's like, "Hey, how do I look, Kiryu?" And you get three choices, and they're all just stunning. Yep. You look stunning. <laughs> stunning, stunning, uh, stunning. Mm-hmm. And this is where Majima gives her crap, and she gives him crap back, and it's it's very nice little brother sister interaction. I li- yeah, I like that they got a back back and forth. I I think it's funny that uh that Yuki they they write they make Yuki like portrayed as the uh as like through all this time bef- uh, between the games Yuki became like one of the the all time great hostesses uh in the world, but but also. It doesn't like she's still the exact same character as she was in Zero, more or less. Sure. Like she's the same person, so she basically just got like she just won everybody over by being herself, I guess, which is nice. Yeah, no, yeah, that's nice. There, there is a nice moment where like she mentions to Koyuki, like, "Hey, you don't have to like be perfect all the time." Like, I'm I fucked up a lot. I spilled a fruit platter on a guy one time. I recovered. Don't worry about it. Like, I I I was a huge fuck up. But I, you know, like, I, I you spilled it. an entire fruit platter. How did you recover from that? Uh, <laughs> that is, that would have taken some real skill to negotiate. But yeah, now you have Yuki in your roster, whereas all the other girls uh, are are platinum level. She is diamond level. She is beyond Holy the shit. beyond. Yeah. This is what this is what it means to go to the next level. <laughs> this is what it means saying. to go even further beyond. She she screams for like thirty minutes straight and almost passes out. A weapon to surpass a Metal Gear. Also, we unfortunately skipped uh, Yua's side story, sub-story too. I mean, I found that one pretty it's basic. It's just... Pretty plain. Yeah. She has a paparazzi. You find the paparazzi, beat him up, and I don't know if you have anything else to say about it, but that's about uh, it. She, she she takes the tape recorder that the guy has so that she can replay the line that where Kiryu says she's he's going to protect her forever All right. uh, to herself. And then it just ends without Kiryu commenting on that or anything. I think the assumption is he walked off, but they never actually showed it. <laughs> That's her new text mm-hmm. message ringtone. It's Kiryu being like, I'm going to protect you forever. So yeah, it's it's the finals. You you I think you just go straight into that battle. Yes, there's no, uh, there's no building there, up to it. There's not like a working your way, like you don't have to get a certain amount of fans or anything. Right, the Grand Championship's one battle. Mm-hmm. This is for all the marbles. Yeah, this is for all the marbles. Majima's here, he's in the, he's in the Bono suit. He's giving um, commentary. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he yeah he is commenting during the he's match. He's such too. a natural. He's just like the kind of guy Majima that like you put him in any situation and he's gonna thrive. Absolutely. You struggle to think of anything that Majima couldn't do. Like if you if you fucking told Majima that the pilots had passed out and he has to land the plane, he would <laughs> oh, land he'd the do plane. it. Yeah, in a heartbeat. No doubt. No doubt in a world. He steps he'd up. It, he would. He'd probably do better than the pilots. Is there a doctor in the building? Uh, no, but I could try. Yeah. Like, Can <laughs> He's like, I cut an, I, I've cut people open before. <laughs> <laughs> he's, I he's a this. wizard with a knife. 
Yeah. Uh, so so how does this how does this whole thing wrap yeah. up? Yeah. Uh, you 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 beat Karara. Uh, it, it, it's she kind of concedes defeat. Says like, okay, you you finally proved you're you're the better hostess than me. I, I didn't even stand a chance out there. Uh, and, and Kanzaki is distraught. You know, he he says, oh. Yeah, I fi- I finally been defeated. You you defeated me, and this can't can't, can't believe this all started with one bad loan. Right, right, um, right. Yeah, yeah. He reveals that the reason he did all this, he he, way back in the day, he got like a loan, and then from and he needed to pay it back, but he was in massive debt, or like he he took out a loan for a friend even, um, and uh, he he couldn't pay it back. He was in massive debt, like it was a scam, and the the guy suggested to him to like buy out cabaret clubs and sell this is where it gets really confusing yeah uh, i got kind of lost in this too he, he like comes up with this cockamamie scheme to like buy cabaret clubs and like put them out of business sabotage then, them yeah yeah and then like and this is when he made himself manager of club sunshine and started the kanzaki group and he got investors and it all kind of accelerated and snowballed from there and i don't really know if he ever paid off the debt I think he says he didn't. I, I don't know what the deal is, but he's like, yeah. And this is what could happen to you one day if you become really successful. You're like bound to these investors by blood and money, and you you can't you can't get your way out of it. And Q's just like, eh, I don't know about that. I, I think we can do it. I'm sure we'll be fine. <laughs> yeah, we'll be fine. We've got we, vibes. Yes, we got good vibes, and we've got Yuki as our owner. We'll make it after all. Yeah, and the cops show up and they arrest Bono and Kanzaki. Take him away. That that's uh that's kind of the end of it. I mean that's the end of the main story. There's a there's a couple oh, of yes, sub stories yes. to do. Um, but yeah, there's a there's like one final like cap capstone on the whole thing. Like all the girls are getting ready for work. They we get they all get like a, a, a you know little goofy moments. Like one of them ate the other one's pudding cup. Something <laughs> all that yeah. shit. Um, everybody gets ready for the day, and Kuyu says, "All right, we're we're gonna fucking kill it, guys. Let's go. One more, it, we gotta it, do the handshake." Yeah, yeah, now that everyone's here, why don't we do the thing? Let's do the thing. And they're like, hey, Kiryu, you gonna do it? And he says, yeah, sure, alright, yeah, I'll do it just one time. So everybody everybody does. The Club 4 shine, the, the, the pose. The salute, they say, yeah. Yep. And Kiryu joins in. And you, you do get to hear Takaya Kuroda say, for shine! For shine! Mm-hmm. May I talk about sub-story number 75, the perfect, the perfect uh, treat me right? No, because first we need to talk about sub-story number 74, foil the wedding fraud. Dumbass. Right. Of course. No. Uh, Can't forget this so, one. This is a really good one. I like this one a lot, actually. It's pretty funny. Um, uh, Kirara calls you out and she says, Hey, Kiryu, I need some help with something. Uh, check this out. Yuki just got off the phone and said, like, she's going to go meet some guy and he's going to, like, stay over. And Well, they hear, it, they hear her on the phone, actually. Yeah. Like, yeah, the original yeah. impetus was like, phone. Hey, Kiryu, you want to go to the horse races with me? And then Wait, that's literally? all. Yeah, that's how they started. And then it's all oh, thrown right. out when Yuki gets the phone call. Okay. Yeah, she, she gets the phone call, and yeah, it's like it, it, she's on the phone with some man, and she's like, "Yeah, you're gonna stay the night. It's gonna be great. It'll, you know, we're, we're just gonna see each other for a little bit." And Kirara immediately is like, "That she's getting fucking wedding scammed. There's a lot of guys out there that'll do this. You know, they'll they'll find gullible older women." And Yuki's like 39, so you know <laughs> she would fall for this. She, she's getting scammed. They they. And then they like talk them into marrying them, and then they run off with the the marriage fund. This happens right. all the time. And Kiryu's like, "Yeah, that does seem about right." You know, Yuki's old. 
she's getting up there in years. She's 39, and also she is, like, dumb as a sack of hammers, so she would probably <laughs> fall for that. Does sound like something Yuki would fall for. So they're like, okay, well, we, we need to prevent this from happening. We love Yuki, so we're, we're, we're gonna not... Well, Kurara is actually, well, any, she's my fucking rival, and anybody who tricks her is gonna fucking die by my hand. Is, I'm uh, the only one allowed to defeat Yuki. Mm-hmm. So she... They do a stakeout, like they follow Yuki out. They're just hiding behind like a soda machine, mm-hmm. watching her. Uh, and they see her meet up with this guy, and they're like, "Ugh, this guy's kind of old. He's like ancient, like old enough to be her her father or something. He's like a mummy. What the fuck? Why is she like dating this guy? She's is she's really gonna fall for this dude? Uh, oh, hey, um, I just learned something. Uh, yeah." I just learned something. I think all of the hostesses in this sub-story are, uh, just like in Yakuza 0, are uh, adult film actresses. No. Oh, even more than uh, that. Okay. Yeah, they're, yeah, they're AV so. actresses. Yeah. So it's Kana, Aika, Shoko, Yua, and Kirara. They're all uh, AV actresses. Koyuki and Yuki are uh, OCs. I was trying to refresh myself on what these characters looked like, and I googled uh, one of the characters' names, and I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> Let me back out of that. I'm just going to close that tab. They're real people, and you can find them in states of undress. Yes, absolutely. I cannot tell you how many many people in these games are just... just, That's just, like... I don't know why they do that. Uh, Money, We haven't even talked about the the, the Graveyard Photo Studio. Yeah. Um, Yeah, sponsoring. Yeah, I forgot about... That one's in this game. Uh, They all... Every every Yakuza game has the the horny... The horny side quest, (laughs) or the side content. Uh, like a dragon didn't really have ladies. one. No, it didn't. No, I think it was. They got away uh, from it. I think I was totally fine with that. Um, even though the one in Yakuza Six, uh, while still hey gross, Psycho, you want to so go out and see some titties? So funny. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's right. Psycho is keeping keeping you from keeping Ichiban from doing anything weird. Oh, Ichiban doesn't even know what sex is. Come on. Oh, absolutely not. He's too busy playing Dragon Quest. Come yes. on. Yeah. Ichiban is a gamer. With going back to the sub story, I was wondering when you were going to mention the fact. Uh, that this substory has happened before. The wedding, the wedding fraud, the wedding scam. This is almost a shot-for-shot, line-for-line recreation of the Yuki substory from Yakuza Zero. Only, oh, I knew only, this seemed familiar. I knew yeah. this was probably another hostess subquest. Only sub-story, it's Kiryu and Kirara in place of Majima and Yoda uh, going out right. and following her. Oh yeah! Okay. Oh yeah! It's right. like you can put them side by side on YouTube, and some of the lines are the exact same. What a what a strange! It's so odd. God, I didn't. Yeah, I didn't remember this is exactly the same one. Oh, okay, yeah. yeah. So they they watch her walk off with this this husk of a man to a restaurant, uh, and they're they're peeking out from like a partition. Do you think we're breaking any ethical concerns here? <laughs> it was one of my favorite lines as they're hiding behind yeah. things. No, no, it's it's fine. We just so happen to walk into the same restaurant as yep. them. It's fine. And one of the and one of the workers from the restaurant is just behind them staring at them like what are you people? Yeah, doing? yes, one of the workers is watching them like her head's going back and forth as she like listens in on this conversation. She never says anything. It's great. And that's another thing the same thing happens in the Yakuza 0 version of this sub story as well. <laughs> well, fuck. Why that's are we so even strange. talking about this? I, well, we probably... You're right. Let's just skip it and it's like it's her dad or something right the big the big reveal is her dad it's yeah it's her dad oh it's all big misunderstanding let's let's talk about the funny one (laughs) yeah no that's fine yeah it's basically wraps up yeah yeah you can talk uh, about number 75 treat me right go for it yeah we we uh we meet up this is after you finish you have to have completed the uh the uh the whole story you meet up with yuki she she's basically like oh my god we're so busy it's got so much going on 
Um, by the way, uh, Kiryu, just to thank you for for all that you've done for me, um, here's a big bonus. And she gives Kiryu, like, just an absurd amount of money, like 20 million yen or something like that. And she says, well, we couldn't have won Cabaret Grand Prix without you. So here's your bonus. Goodbye. Okay, goodbye. I gotta go. I've got shopping to do. Very busy, very... Uh, okay, goodbye. Um, so Kiryu's like, wow, you know, Yuki, she works so hard. So maybe I should put my bonus towards a present for her uh and oh how convenient i think uh i is is yuki's birthday coming up or is it just that he's gonna get her a present? i think it's just I getting her a present. he just wants to get her a it's present. just getting yeah. her a present as a thank you so you can ask the other girls uh like what kinds of things uh <laughs> kiryu as we know has only bought a present for a woman one time in his entire life and it was a ring that she asked for so he that reina really told her. told him that yeah, she reina wanted. literally told him that she wanted so uh having to come up with his own gift i guess uh that's too he, much for he hasn't him. learned yeah he hasn't he, he doesn't learn how to give gifts until yaka's a five and even still he does a really fucking bad job at it um so yua tells him that that uh that yugi might like uh might like a big stuffed animal because uh getting her something like a purse is uh hard because accessories are very personalized and we don't know her style that well so just get her like a big stuffed animal uh, for yeah, her, she likes she uh, she knows things. for a fact that Yuki likes plush toys. She got a big yeah. Chinese dumpling body pillow just the other day. Yeah, she got shipped was... in from overseas. <laughs> that was uh-huh. wild. Uh, on the other hand, Shoko tells us that uh, that Yuki might something t- uh, that reminds her of Kiryu, uh, because the best present is the present that reminds you of the person who gave it to you. And so Kiryu's like, hmm, okay, okay. Uh, and then Yoda, he, well, he has known Yuki forever. So what, uh, and what she does is she, she lives for her work. So get Yuki something that, re- that is useful for the club. Uh, fucking so, okay. boss, boss mindset, dude. Yeah. Just, bu- yeah. Fucking Yoda is just I, like, trying I've to figure been her out how manager to for 20 a... years. She needs something that makes her better at work. God damn it. Uh, and then of course we talked to Kirara and uh, what she cares about is is you know the best the better the gift the more expensive it is money and, and flashy to show that you you show to show that you care about someone you spend lots and lots of money so now we have we have data yeah, nobody's got... ever spent a lot of money on someone they don't care about exactly perfectly uh, correct and before Kiri is like putting the facts together in his head like okay well we got um. A, like a doll, an expensive doll for the club that reminds her of me. Yeah. Perfect. And then uh, immediately Majima comes in. He is he has picked up this job. Like he is no, sticking yeah, he is, with it. He, he is like, well, you know, I I, I just kind of did the announcer thing for shits and giggles, but people kind of liked it. So I'm just, I, and I, I thought it was pretty fun. So, I, you know, I'm sticking with it. He's in still way, wearing the um, suit. In a way, that kind of frames how Majima became so popular and how he's just showing up every time in, in the future yeah, exactly. games. I love uh, Kiryu tells Majima, he's like, I've got a question for you. And Majima's like, no, I'm not going to rejoin the Tojo clan. Stop <laughs> asking me. <laughs> that's a good He's rap. like, no, that's not, that's not it. Um, and then Say this right in front ask- of Yoda, who does, <laughs> I, I don't think knows that he's a Majima. <laughs> Before before anything else could happen, Yuki comes back, so they don't want to spoil the surprise. Kiryu pulls Majima into the back room to ask uh, him, oh, "What kind of uh, what what do we do?" And then uh, Kiryu's like, "Okay, expensive doll reminds her of me for the club." And then Majima says, "Well, what if you just put all those things together?" 
get her something really expensive that reminds her of you, like a big doll that she can put in the club. And Kiryu's like, hmm, what mm. could I what what can I do? And Kiryu tells Majima he's got a ridiculous amount of money. And then Majima, yeah. I, I want to say one of the funniest the punchlines of this. They they say, Majima says, that's it. Like, they both say it at the same time. And instead of their names, it just says, two fools. Two fools. <laughs> the I game is owning that. them immediately. That. It is oh, so fucking beautiful. funny. <laughs> so time passes. Yuki arrives at the club. Majima and Kiryu are there to greet her. And she walks around the corner. Kiryu's like, I got you something. And what does she see? It is a solid gold statue of Kiryu doing the four shine pose, yes. and Yuki fucking hates it. She <laughs> is well, very... she, at first, at first, she's like, "Oh, it's very." She's not even nice. saying anything. She's like gritting yeah. her teeth, like, and then Koyuki walks around the corner, and she's like, "What the fuck is that?" Yeah. Oh, <laughs> that's thing. disgusting. I don't want this. And uh, from now on, the the big golden statue will be in the club, and obviously, it's this is uh, another. Another Yakuza Zero reference where Kiryu put a big gold statue of himself in the uh, <laughs> in the office. Just go he up. is he is. This is the only gift that he. I'm surprised he didn't get Yumi a big golden statue of himself. <laughs> yeah, he didn't have the money at if, the time. Yumi yeah, if Shinji birth, had given birthday. him a little more money. Uh, Maybe a little so gold that, statue of himself. Ka- yeah, Kazuma, is it, is it okay if I take a larger portion of this week's take than usual? I need to get something <laughs> for for Yumi. I know this money's for my new Kiryu clan, but I'm gonna blow it on this statue. Yeah. <laughs> I love I love Kiryu's habit of minting giant golden statues of himself. <laughs> it is so funny, and we don't and get yes, a lot I of repeat the... customers in this business, sir. This no. Um. So that's that's it. That we, we've uh. Well, we've really mined this for content. I did not expect us to really yeah. get in there for Cabaret Club, and and there uh, was stuff there. Good. Let's uh. Let's do, we have some questions. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, jeez, we have, have question, more questions than ever. This is ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, you, if you have a question, you can send them to Kamarocha Radio at Kamarocha Radio on Twitter. Uh, we've got a couple questions this week. Uh, or, or you can ask us a question in our Discord server. The link to join is at the bottom of every episode. It's fun. Uh, and Dolce to Postcard is our questions channel. Here is a question from friend of the show, Dan, who says, at, and that's at Bigger Challenge on Twitter, who says, if there were res- Western wrestlers in the Majima Construction storyline, who would you want? Now, we already said Kenny Omega. Yep. We got in that. And Kenny already. Omega's a great choice. Uh, I think he would actually probably do it because he, he does play the videoed games. Um, I'm trying to think if there's anyone else I even want that much. <laughs> um, I would add um, at, uh, at Great Black Otaku on Twitter. I, um, I'm, ch- I'm blanking his name. Brennan Williams. Uh, also goes by Austin Creed. Uh, I think it would be great fit for that. Yeah, like uh, I feel like any any of the wrestlers who play video games, <laughs> which is um, a lot of them, more or, than you think. <laughs> a lot of them do. I mean, uh, you know who would be a very good fit if it weren't for the fact that uh, they couldn't have Kiryu fight them is uh, Asuka, who isn't a Western wrestler. She's a Japanese wrestler, but she mainly yep. works in in America, oh. and she's uh, she also plays video games. Sorry, I made on, a mistake. I do want Brennan Williams, but uh, Austin Creed is actually the stage name of Xavier Woods. <laughs> That's my bad uh, on that one. Whoops. But both of them would be great. Xavier Woods is also uh, a gamer and has his own YouTube channel. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I, I know those two, yeah. Now we've got one from friend of the show, Pagetish, uh, uh, who says, uh, how would you make over your co-host to make them a platinum-level host in the ca- podcast Grand Prix? <laughs> Uh, do you think Kazuma Kiryu could lead Club Noise Space to defeat the Maximum Fun League? I think he could. I think Kazuma could do whatever he wants, whatever he wants, like 100. percent So, 
he could take down the rival podcast network, no problem. I've got my I man think... on the inside infiltrating Mabim <laughs> yeah. Bam. It's Matt GameCube. He's going to help us take them down. <laughs> He's going to take him down from the inside. <laughs> um, let's see. Argyle, what, uh, what, let's see, what, what, uh, what accessories? See, this is the thing. I just want to say I'm definitely bowing out of this one. You guys are on your own here. Yeah, yeah, we're on our own here. I don't know. I don't know fashion at all. Um, I think a big, (laughs) a a leather jacket, like a gold leather jacket, like the guy from Judgment wears. Okay. And, uh, I think I would basically just make you look like the, the golden boy from Judgment. Tashiro. Yeah. Just so people. Wonderful. Just, Yes. Uh, what would you, what would you, what would you do for me? So, so that, so for, for the record, for people who haven't played it, uh, blonde, blonde, blonde pompadour wig, uh, big sunglasses, gold suit. Great. Purple t-shirt. That's uh, that purple t-shirt. <laughs> yes. Uh, and, I, and also, and also a mask. So no one knows that you're not the real, well, the of real deal. <laughs> uh, let's see. I would give you, um, a charming Hasaku face, steamy <laughs> yes! ramen hat, cute fish pouch, Cool Perfect. boots, vital for any fisherman, and a bold and trendy Ono shirt. Thank you. We've talked more about Ono Michio in this episode than we have before, which is uh, we, we're once again we're trying to we're trying to hold off on that, but that's okay. That's okay. We'll we'll get the full context for it. Yeah, in Yakuza Six. Yeah, we'll uh, find how out. many years uh, down the line? <laughs> uh, well, we, we're maybe we're like clearing one. these games. Yeah, yeah we're, we're clearing these games at a, at a decent clip, one chapter per week. Right. We'll probably get there next year. Uh. Then we have uh, in our Discord server, we have Discord user Aristia who says, "If you you were a customer at the cabaret, who would your be, uh, who would be your choice of hostess and why? Secondly, would you join Majima Construction Team? Uh, I mean, it's I've already said this. This is my waking nightmare. So I mean, I guess it'd be uh, Onomichiko probably. Etsuko, <laughs> uh, I think she'd be really fun. I just asked. I just asked to speak with the manager actually." <laughs> Can I just talk to Kiryu for a little bit? Can I talk to the man? Can I have the can I talk to the manager? I've got a, I've got some problems with my service. He comes out, oh, what's up? And then be like, can you sit down for a second? No, I gotta go with my girl Yuki. She's my favorite female character in the series. No, I yeah, I, I I love Yuki. Yuki, Yuki's we didn't really talk good. about. I don't think that Yuki Yuki sporting a a, a nice uh, pair of glasses uh, in this game. No, I I did talk about her look uh, when we we first like got introduced to this. Right, way back yes. when, it was so uh, long that, ago. That I, I do love I do love her look in this game. Uh, yeah, she's she's yeah, very she has cute. A, her her like new design is great um and then discord user julian says other than a kick-ass anthem and wait, 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 would you join majima's construction oh team? would i join majima's construction no. team yes yeah <laughs> no i'm i'm sorry i'm soft and i would i would die yep i i i think i'm up to the challenge I'm quite pliable i think uh i think i think uh it would be a novel experience that's worth worth putting myself at risk for um and then perfectly off the back of that other than a kick-ass anthem what benefits does majima construction offer none Zero. None. Well, yeah. No, that's, that's, I don't know if I don't know for sure that Majima pays his workers. I think they say it in the story. There are no benefits. <laughs> there's definitely no health care. A hundred percent. And I'm still convinced that there's no no money in it. Like Majima pays them in. <laughs> he pays them in script. <laughs> he pays them in script. Oh, yeah. No, there's a company the... script that you use to level up your. your yeah. The president certificates. Oh, my God. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Oh, my God. It's Holy true. Holy shit. Majima's like a fucking... Well, <laughs> you're going to talk about it next wow. week, but it's essentially a black company when you think about it. <laughs> yeah, it's, I mean, he's it's he's a very bad boss. He's up. not a great guy. Uh, he, he doesn't pay them in money. He pays them in, yeah, level up resources so they can get stronger. It's more of a... 
more of a gym than it is a company. I just mentioned, you just like, go there to, there's probably an exercise yeah, program with regards to the punching they have to do, but... Uh. Yeah, I don't... I think that probably the workers... I mean, the, the, we know that you pay them to get them on your program, but that's scouting. Hmm. They probably pay yeah. a monthly fee just to be a part of the program. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I mean, I think I think the the best part about it is that there's no experience required, and that you can just come from anywhere to to. You could to be work a professional him, wrestler. Like, other than that, you know, it probably pays like decently enough. But then, like he said, no benefits. And I feel like just having you know, we love Majima as a character, but I feel like if I had to work for him, it would not be good. <laughs> <laughs> he's the kind of guy who would. He's the kind of guy who would say, "We're starting having a dental plan," and he'd hold up a pair of pliers. And then we'd be oh, dealing yes. with essence suppliers. Oh God! Yeah, I'm the dentist. Come into my office anytime. The door is open. I mean, you know, I don't think he'd be the worst boss. I just don't think he. I don't think he would be the best boss. <laughs> he would definitely have spirit, if nothing else. He was a really good boss in in Zero. Like we we fucking know that he was a great boss in Zero. Yep. So actually, I mean. That's the question is, uh, is, will he bring is it? Is he beholden? Yeah. Will he bring it? Well, that's Does when he, he had the threat the of same... death over his head. Like... Yeah. That's the problem is that, that he's, he's being an incredible boss, uh, was off the back of him having to raise millions and millions of yen. Yep. Though the other, the other point against that is that one of the things he was doing was like just basically handing out lots of money and, and pay advances and stuff like that just to keep his staff happy. So mm-hmm. I don't know. He knows he knows that you you your business runs better when you treat your employees right. So maybe Majima is a good boss. It's impossible to say. He is OSHA compliant because well, whatever J- Japan's version of OSHA is because everyone's wearing hard hats and he's so dedicated to safety that he wears that helmet even when he's not on the job. <laughs> mm-hmm. Makes Nishida wear it too. Yeah. <laughs> he makes all of his employees sleep in their helmets. Um, so yes, I would, I would say that a free helmet is about as, and a, uh, and a daily exercise is about as good as you're getting for Majima construction. Uh, those are all of our questions this week, and we're running exceptionally long, but we had a lot of content to cover today. Yeah, it was a good time, it was a lot of fun. Yeah. Now, next week, we will have friend of the show, Audreon, to be, uh, covering the Majima saga, so... Majima has his own little story. We will be covering that, and then we will be rounding. Yeah, in addition Yakuza to the Zero. two stories for him that we cover this time. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. Oh, we, Majima's barely in this game. This is the Majima. He's in this game more than he was in the last game. I think, <laughs> seeing as how he's hey. in too many games and he has his own little entire game within a game. Uh, but but uh, yeah. So next week we'll be doing Majima Saka. The week after that we'll be finishing up Yakuza Two. That'll be really fun. Uh. Why don't we uh why don't we give our plug Cyric yeah. Z? Yes, thank Cyric, you. What if I called you Cyric Z? You can do that too. In That's, honor of I our mean, Canadian of our Canadian yep. podcast. Yeah, I, I want to apologize on air. I, I meant to do that at the beginning of the episode. Last week I did call him Cyrix. It is Cyric Z. You yep. have to make sure to enunciate and say the, the Z, Z or Z is indicative, yes. Uh but yeah, if you yeah. want to find me, uh I'm on uh, Twitter at Cyric Z forty two. And uh, if you want to find my guides, just search for Cyrix Z and GameFAQs, and you'll be sent to my contributor page, which has a big listing of all my guides. I've been doing this for a long time, so I got a lot of a lot of spread there. There are guides for 
Cabaret Club Grand Prix and for uh, Monument Construction, if I remember correctly. That's true. So, oh, yes, of course. Very complicated. Uh, so, I mean, we know we're going to make one for Lost Judgment. What about that, that new LEGO Star Wars game that's going to come out eventually? <laughs> eventually. I mean, it was funny because the LEGO Star Wars game was like supposed to come out late last year, and I was worried mm-hmm. that I'd be running the two of them, you know, Yakuza Like a Dragon. Yakuza 7 and... and Lego Star Wars <laughs> together, and it turned out I didn't have to worry about that at all. <laughs> I was excited for the Lego Star Wars game, and then I was like, well, I've never seen Rise of the Skywalker, and I don't know if I'd want to see it in Lego form. That, that was I don't the know last, feel... one of the last movies that I saw in theaters. You'll probably be fine. I, I just... <laughs> I just don't. I think that maybe Rise of the Skywalker might be improved by by being made of Legos. Well, we'll find out when we find out. There. We'll find out, <laughs> yeah, when that game eventually comes out. Um, you can find me on Twitter at Bradipus Rex. Uh, I said this on Slappers only this week. I will. I will. I'm. Uh, I will probably be locking down my Twitter soon because of my new job, job interview. Uh, but I will. Uh, well, job job being yeah, on job. job being being in job that yeah, uh, would not yeah, be people conducive your to me having like. Having that yeah, attached exactly. to so it, products where you talk about video games for two and a half hours. Yeah, yeah. so I will probably be locking it down pretty soon, uh, but I will still be posting frequently and just, uh, I'll ex- I'll let you see it if you ask, but don't make it think that I'm like, <laughs> I haven't been murdered. Uh, I just don't want <laughs> the school I'm working for to be like, hey, can you tell me why you tweeted like something very weird and and uh not <laughs> school appropriate uh so that's that's that situation uh argyle where can we find you you can find me on twitter at argyle underscore funk i'm not locked down because i don't give a shit uh and my also opinions I don't, are I don't, my own i don't use my real name online uh, except to a lot of people online it is my real name and it, it to me it kind of is my real name um so you can also listen to me on a couple of things did you plug your podcasts jordan Oh, I didn't, but they're Kyle. I've talked about both of them this week. Of Kyle X Y about the ABC show Kyle X Y. We're like getting getting down to finishing up. We got like what, thirteen or fourteen Damn. episodes. Any plans for what and you're gonna then, do next? Or? Oh yeah, we do have plans for next. And Ooh, then uh, and then out. Slappers only the the video game music podcast that we like to do with me and Max, and we are doing Final Fantasy Nine, and that episode will come out I think tomorrow. It was supposed to come out today, but I was uh, I was I was busy. Yeah, you can find me on Twitter. You can also listen to Pod of Greed. That is P O D of Greed. It's about Yu Gi Oh G X. Uh, we're we're talking about season two now. We're we're uh, Jane Yuki just learned how to read again. It's it's very happy for him. Uh, you can also listen to the current season of Wow Cool Robot. It is a Gundam podcast. Currently wow, a G cool Gundam podcast. Uh, where I. And Audrey are joining Max to talk about G Gundam. It's a big funny show about big funny robots. They uh, are pretty funny from what yeah, I've heard. Yeah, it's one of my, one of my favorite around. animes. They, do, they um, do big they do big stunts. They stomp around and they 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 shoot fireballs at each other and shit. Uh, it's like but no one fighters. dies. No, no one, one dies. dies. No one dies. No one um, dies in this one. Yeah, and that's it. We, we are um, part of the Noise Space Network of podcasts. You can go to noisespace.xyz to listen to all those goddamn shows and more. Nana so Roy's Nightmare and Era, uh, Podcasting's Forbidden in the Cloud Recesses, Henry Kissner's uh, Pokemon Going to Die, and more. Video Games oh, the Movie, the podcast. Great. They just put out their second episode. Yeah, give that one a uh, listen. That one's good. Um, I need to listen to uh, the Mario episode because I, I need to watch that movie also. Uh 
Ah, uh, yeah, thank I you need very much, every- eventually too. Thank you very much, everybody, for listening, and uh, thank you once again. Thank you so Cyrix much, Cyrix, for coming Cyrix. on and uh, <laughs> doing again, an extremely fucker. long episode. I, I, this is <laughs> you bastard! You did it again. <laughs> you did do it again. I don't care. No, thank you very much, guys. This was great. I can't wait to do it again. It's always always fun. Um, yeah, you're always welcome back on. Uh, wait, so was the last one? That. With, with, oh, fuck me. No, I said the name wrong again. I did. You did it again. I, I did it again. I said you did it again. You didn't even listen. It's going to be a running uh, game. Well, we'll be back We'll be back next week with Majima Saga. Thank you all for listening. Uh, and as always, Kiwami means extreme. Two!